0: Hey everybody, this is good old JR Jim Ross and I want to thank you for downloading the Attitude Era podcast and thanks very much to my great sponsors who make this possible each and every three weeks or so. Is it just me or is Billy Keeble commentating on Beyond the Mat with closed fists exposing the business? You know I got people on Twitter all the time, they say, well we like the AE podcast JR. And I like them too, Hey. They have to slow it down There's not enough rules left to break For a podcast in this day and age Sonic break I got people on Twitter going to me Oh, OJR We don't have no Sonic Where we are When I say that, I like Sonic Diet asked tea They say that won't get over, brother Give me a break come on here's a quick booking idea for you the attitude era podcast get a t-shirt made by squaredcircle.biz and hang on a minute it's available for 16 pounds and that includes shipping or handling or maybe charlotte could do it or or aj or page certainly from my point of view T shirt like that, which has all the Attitude Era podcast slogans and mottos. It has a fighting chance, but there's only so much you can do in this day and age with a podcast that does not have time limits. Now, old Bill Watts used to do a podcast in the UWF back in 1926, and that's before some of you were born. Brother, let me tell you, that podcast went to a time limit, and the fans enjoyed it. There's no rules anymore. As far as I'm concerned, if this t shirt is not the success that it should be, and it could be, well then come WrestleMania X seven, here's an idea for you. We replace Adam Bibelow with Sting, and hang on a minute, Billy Keeble with the Undertaker. And if Kevin cuts across him before he finishes his points, he will retire forever. But hey, what do I know? I'm just some guy from Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Attitude Era podcast, episode number 24. I've not got a joke for the number of the the episode is. Jack Bauer... C.T.U. Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That is is the right one, I didn't even watch that show. Man. That's him. I'm living on the razor's edge right here. Uh, hello once again, I'm Kevin Mann, your host. Joined as always in this review of the Attitude Era by my cohorts, comrades and colleagues. First of all, Mr. Adam Bibelow, hello Adam. Hello. It's WrestleMania 2000. Is it? Yeah, I, I don't know if the last 1,999 WrestleManias have aptly prepared you for this. This doesn't feel like it. Man. It doesn't, does uh, it?
1: You know, normally like, WrestleMania is maybe, like Christmas, and everyone's like in the, the, the holiday spirit, and you know, the season is here, but. A serious just... lack of uh, Roman numerals in this one. Yeah, the 2000 doesn't help. It just sort of feels like we're watching some sort of sci fi knockoff of
0: WrestleMania. Do you actually know what the Roman numeral for 2000 is? MM? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah! Do you know how you remember that, probably? because m ms had that campaign around the time of the millennium. Oh, I do not remember that,
1: actually. <laughs> I remember, it's what you always see at the end of BBC shows, also, like, NMXIR.
0: Oh, I thought you were just, you know, like me, and you were brought up and raised by candy. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, unquestionably, the baddest man on the planet, Mr. Billy Keeble. Billy, it's
2: WrestleMania number three. And yeah. I assume you've learned not to raise your hopes up too much at this stage. No, it's, it's something discovered so far, the Attitude Era of WrestleManias, not... Not so g- great.
0: Mm. It's uh, it's strange. It certainly doesn't feel like WrestleMania, and I suppose we'll uh, we'll get into that later. Magazine cover for the month Adam. yeah.
1: Um, there was one for March, which was it was just some picture of Steve Austin, like uh, so. It was Where a very, is he? Very generic, sort of. Who is Stone Cold? The what fucking burger but shit. I, I so skipped over right? that to go to April because WrestleMania is technically the start of April. Yeah. So the April cover, it's it's too cool, like you know, and Rikishi. They're all posing with like a, the cameras at a high angle. They're all posing. Like, oh, they have like their
0: a, arms folded. They got their arms folded. Heads off. tilted. One of them's
1: like doing stuff with his fingers. Holy shit, man! And it says um, too fat. Obviously, fat ph <laughs> My favourite part is at the top in like a little separate strip. It just says May Young exposed. But <laughs> <laughs> like there's gonna be a centrefold
0: in the middle of the magazine. Ah, you know? Jesus! <laughs> they know where their bread's buttered, basically. Exactly, yeah. Vince McMahon has targeted a very niche audience <laughs> following the Royal Rumble. It seems. Well, here we are. It's Anaheim, California. And although it certainly doesn't feel like it, we've had several weeks of build-up, and it's now time for what, you know, by all intents and purposes, is meant to be the biggest and most lauded and most over-the-top show of the year. It's WrestleMania, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it all began on March thirty-first, nineteen eighty-five. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to Wrestle.
1: And from that historic moment on the world has witnessed the greatest main events
3: in sports entertainment history center stage at wrestlemania that was then this is now a
0: fatal four-way elimination match
3: the world wrestling federations biggest wrestlemania ever see a mcmahon in each corner the fatal four-way elimination match
0: a dysfunctional family.
3: What the hell kind of family did I marry into? Stephanie left her own mother into the
0: One man's dream will come true. One man only will raise the WWF Championship when the battle is over. Triple H, The Big Show, The Rock, Mick Foley.
1: WrestleMania, where championship lore is born and legends live
0: forever. This. is is the crowning achievement in sports entertainment. We start things off, the big LG singing America the Beautiful.
2: Um, she doesn't seem LG. to get anything wrong as well, which is which is lucky considering it's her. How is it that he went from having boys to men and then just Lillian Garcia? It's just sitting around
0: the back, like. like. It's so cheap, isn't it? Much cheaper, they save a lot of money that's why. They, I mean, they're doing well at the moment, like. I mean, they're about to go public. They're fucking, you know, the coffers are overflowing. Bring in someone a bit of money. like Oh, poor Lillian. I'm just uh, Lillian's grand. They though.
2: have iced tea there. Yeah. They have <laughs> iced tea here, like, get him to
0: do <laughs> it. Billy, you'll spoil the surprise. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to use available talent to do it. I would like if they used uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. To, uh, there you go. They've used him before. Not for WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> but, uh, last Christ. year, I was not in, 20, in 29, which was in uh, New Jersey. Bully Ray come out like, <laughs> oh, say, can you see? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm actually gonna play the clip of him
0: actually singing the national anthem right now instead of Lillian, because I think that fittingly sums up how I felt going into Go ahead. This.
1: Is he shoot singing in this clip? Or is he's he's singing, singing best in he character?
0: He's, he's singing as the best he could. He's doing the old New York accent. He's actually line. trying. Yeah. Okay. Bless him. <laughs> so, yeah. We go to our intro package for this. and This was a very abrupt start to WrestleMania. Yeah. Very abrupt. Yeah. Now, forgive us. We, we, we went through two different versions of this to try and... Cover all Try and cover all angles. We watched the original, like a uh, rip of the original broadcast. and We also watched the Silver Vision uh, Tag Classics version. So there was a, the reason we did that is because we felt a lot of the time that Jesus, were are we missing stuff? It seems yeah. quite yeah. yeah yeah cut. But unless you just start with Jim Ross going, like, oh hi everyone
1: to WrestleMania. Here's Lillian Garcia. She sings Prima first match. Yeah, boom boom
0: it. boom. There's no real pomp and circumstance. Yes, yeah. it's the granddaddy of them all. It's just- it's a granddaddy of them all, and it's in the same arena where the Royal Rumble 1999 was, which is the pond down in California. Right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, again, it's like, do you not have a little bit more ambition? The company's grown so much since, even since January '99, it's just yeah. been up and up and up. Yeah, I don't know, it felt like, again, it's this recurring theme here tonight. It's lacklustre. What do you think of the set? A stage? I have literally no comment on the set,
2: because it's non-existent. I prefer bro- it to 15. I, I, can't, I can't remember. <laughs> at all. It left yeah. that little an impression on me. I can't remember It's what so it was. mediocre. It's, I rem- it
1: literally, I remember there's like a screen, and then two wide screens. Yeah, it's two like it. wide screens basically. And then there's loads of ladders scattered down the aisle as you walk out. and it's that's kind of, it.
0: it was a wider set, I suppose, than um you know the pre-WrestleMania 15 had the very narrow kind of tube entrance way like yeah. they usually did. So this one's quite a bit bigger. I suppose it only really sticks with me because I've played in the Serena so many times and no mercy on the yeah. C4.
1: It's just that the Royal Rumble like showed you how effective you can do a set design and mm. they only did like a very little thing at the Royal Rumble, it still looked amazing. This is gonna be like, your biggest show of the year. And that's what you're gonna do. is just a big screen.
0: It basically. seemed like a set designed for a bigger arena. Like if you had that, because that was very like some of the kind of like like WrestleMania 20 or some of those kind of mm. ones, where it was just kind of a simple. Twenty two had a yeah. Twenty two had set. very like that as well, but it, I don't know. It feels like just yeah, cheap, cheap again. The intro package, though, I will say one one thing about this. Goddamn Keith David narrating this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Starting a long and lucrative relationship between the actor and uh, WWE. He's narrated so much shit for them, but if it ain't going to be Freddie Blassie... I'm glad it's Keith David right there. <laughs> He's a rightful replacement. Exactly. And it's amazing that he managed to give such a compelling narration of this promo package all the while while Roddy Piper was trying to forcibly put a pair of sunglasses on him. So uh, <laughs> more power to you, Mr. David. The theme of this is all that was then, this is now. It's kind of like WrestleMania is one of the most celebrated lauded events of the year. That was then. This is now. <laughs> this is now. We're not trying anymore. <laughs> Fucking McMahon-a-mania running wild. This is a big theme for the main event. Mm. The only focus, really, of the promo package is the fact that tonight we have, for the first time and last time, thankfully, McMahon in every corner, mm. with Vince McMahon returning to action, uh, Vin- Linda McMahon being back, as is Shane and Stephanie, all in the corners for our main event, Fatal 4 tonight, which also sees a returning McFoley. Again, it just didn't feel like... Your classic WrestleMania, two guys going out. Of the, I don't really want to get into it. WrestleMania
1: is going to feel like, sort of like, okay, finally, this match is going to happen that we've been waiting for for ages. And no one, like, literally no one
0: wanted to see this match. Well, that, that's, that's the theme of the, the intro. It's like, no one expected this. It's like, it's WrestleMania. I want to. <laughs> let me expect things. It's nice. <laughs>
1: For a treat, like... Yeah, it was really rushed as well, the package. Like, they've obviously... Well, it's
2: because from the last pay-per-view, we've had no sort of idea that this is going to be where it's heading. Exactly, yeah. So they've put all of this stuff in, you know, with all the matches that we had at the last pay-per-view. We've had all these things set in stone. Foley is retiring. Big Show... And Triple H. Big Show, you haven't got your, your title shot. You know, I oh know Big Show won, didn't big it? Big Show won. And yeah. It's, 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 it's big, so you see, you're already getting you, you caught it's
0: a mess. You knew, though, at the end of No Way Out, with Big Show winning and Triple H winning, you knew, it's like, well, this isn't going to fucking happen. Much like at the end of, yeah. of of Rumble 99, where you're like, well, Vince isn't going to be in the main event. Yeah, that's true. It? You can smell this rat coming a mile away. And before the main event, I'll try on my dangdest, yeah. But just because I can explain it doesn't mean it makes sense.
1: As a child, I remember thinking that the reason why everything was so weird and convoluted at the time is because they were surely setting up for Stone Cold to come back for WrestleMania. Yeah. I didn't understand as a kid that he'd actually been written out for a reason. I just yeah. assumed he was going to make a big triumphant comeback.
0: Uh, can I say as well with this promo package as well? I hope you enjoyed it because it's the only fucking one we get tonight. Nothing yeah. else after this. Now I- I'm willing to be admit if we've somehow managed to find two separate versions of the show and Billy watched a third as well because I think he yeah. watched like um, it was on the networks or something. Like yeah, there, I watched the Networks. Right. So if the three of us managed to somehow find three different versions of the show and all missed out and they were all kept out but for us we didn't get any promo packages on not, not one that fucking sucks it when drove your, me mad when your story is really convoluted but well.
2: do you reckon that's the thing is they've just not bothered to make them or because obviously I don't watch the Raws. Is that actually much story going into? Yeah, there's a fair. I mean, well, f- fucking hell,
0: McFoley's back. He's meant to have been retired. Yeah. yeah McMahon is back. Vince is back. Like it's it's crazy. But uh, yeah, plenty of plenty of us to get our teeth stuck into later with that one. But uh, one thing which I was very happy that you picked up and Adam when we watched this was the theme for this WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Do you recall what it is? It's Teddy Long's entrance. You're music. goddamn right. Like.
1: <laughs> Ooh, California.
0: <laughs> you know, it's the Mac Militant. I like this as well because, obviously, Teddy Long is very much known for coming out and saying, hold on a minute, player, yeah. and adding everyone into a multi-man match. With the exception of our women's encounter later, there is not a single one-on-one match this entire pay-per-view. Jesus oh right, you're right. Fucking Teddy Long coming out. Now, hold on a minute, player. This six-man tag. <laughs> fatal four-way. Fucking tag matches no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. Hey. You can, you're trying to tell me that you don't care about this first match on our card, Kevin? Oh, yeah. It's uh, the dream team. The nation of domination. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Godfather and D'Lo Brown riding again. Against uh, the Shield, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big boss man, and his new tag team partner, and one of the things I'm most excited about in this episode,
2: fucking Bob Buchanan, yeah. a.k.a. Bill Buchanan. No no idea who this bloke is.
0: Basically, in, in storyline, in kayfabe terms, he's just some sour, mean motherfucker from Cop County, Georgia, <laughs> who, who Bossman's brought up to help him on his mission to torment everyone. Hate to break it to you folks. He doesn't really boss fan behave badly in this um No in this no. instance. I think we can tell at no way out that his his really bad days are behind him. Yeah. But uh, I like the idea of Boss Fan having kind of a protege, and it it didn't work really with better Albert.
1: Albert. Sh- yeah, it's much better than Albert. Because
2: Albert is still very f- felt that. you know, Well, Albert already had a, an existing gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's better if you just bring in somebody and then you can just apply that yeah. like, gimmick to them. Because
0: Albert still wore, you know, the piercing gimmick mm. with the attire the, the he wore with draws, whereas Bobby Cannon's coming out. He's got like. We, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. He had the, the vest of the, the Bossman hat, but he'd never a shirt on underneath. Yeah. And, like, Bossman would have his nightstick, obviously, but uh, he'd have a fold-out riot baton, which he would use on people. And mm. it's like, oh, my God, he's like, another Bossman. I love the <laughs> Bossman. So, yeah, uh, of course, the big, the big books are being uh, spent here tonight. Who's coming out accompanying The Godfather and D'Lo Brown? It's Ice-T. It's only Ice-T promoting the new Aggression CD. Godfather's in the house! They easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy.
3: Touches pimp or die. Pimp a die baby
0: pimpin' ain't pimping ain't easy man Pimping
1: ain't pimping ain't easy man Pimping ain't pimping ain't easy man Pimping ain't pimping ain't easy
0: Yeah. a ain't a easy man Pimpin' ain't pimping ain't easy man Pimping ain't pimping ain't easy man Pimping ain't pimping ain't, yeah, pimpin pimpin ain't, pimpin ain't, pimpin ain't easy man Pimping ain't pimping ain't easy man Pimping pimping ain't easy man <coughs> Pimpin' Pimpin' Ain't Easy Man, Pimpin', pimpin Ain't Easy Man, Pimpin' Ain't <laughs> Peter Popper, pimpin, pimpin' 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 Ain't Easy Man, Pepper Pop, Pimp Your... <laughs> you might not realize this, but that was the
1: actual audio from the WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Just splice that bad boy in there. Uh, also, Godfather as well, it's amazing. Like, it, obviously, I missed something on one of the episodes of Raw, I'm guessing there was a ceremony or something, but... He appears to have evolved into the next, like, upper echelon of being a pimp. Yeah. Like, he's no longer the sort of, like, you know, the hat with a feather in it and, you know, the waistcoat. He's got the big furry jacket and the dreadlocks now. He's uh, he's evolved. He's got and a he's low. got a
0: shiny white shirt and shiny white pants tucked into some boots. Uh, he's just Rick James. <laughs> yeah. He is. Look yeah, at yeah, him. He's fucking yeah. Rick yeah. James. He is, he is Rick James. It's ridiculous.
2: We uh, we get three signs. Straight away, just saw these. Uh, I'd rather be in Stephanie. Oh, jeez! It's yes. not even a real place, and you know it. It's a <laughs> joke, that's just sort of a horrible thing to say. We get X-piss, X-puke, x pack, X-piss, yeah. X-piss. I, li- I did like that. <laughs> I like <sign>. that. <laughs> X-piss. And then we also got double H, two-thirds the size. Which is another sign, which I thought, very confusing sign, but I do like it at the yeah, same time.
1: If he was two thirds the size, he would be. If he was du- double H. And if he was one third the size, he would be Heng- H. Uh,
2: Scott Steiner's holding that sign up there. About <laughs> up.
1: Big fan of maths.
0: Alrighty. Well, yeah, we've got um, some nice lines from uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. T coming out here. Um, is that how I should refer to him? As? Iced T. Mr. T, uh, Mr. Nest T. Uh, he says, Pimpin ain't easy, but he also says, before he gets to the ring, Pimp or die. Fucking hell, they're meant to be the goodies. Very aggressive. <laughs> very aggressive. But uh, yeah, when Bobby Cannon and Bossman come out, I was immediately just felt like I was fucking 12 again. Look how mean these men are. Yeah. Just like Bossman looking like the crafty old veteran and then you've got just Bobby Cannon who looks like a brick shithouse. Yeah. Scary looking dude. Very, very... Very athletic man, Bobby Ken, as we'll see here. Nice teamwork early on from the nation. Really undercard match to open WrestleMania. Very. It's much of a theme of tonight. I don't know if someone felt that everyone needed to get on the show, but the theme of... Here is the undercard. Yeah. Look at it shine. was very much on display here tonight. It's the first two thirds of the view is that? Fuck all story for this one. No. Yeah. or Or a lot of the encounters tonight. We get one of our
1: big grunts of the evening. There's actually been, for all of its faults, this has been our gruntiest WrestleMania to date. So that's something to take that's away yeah. from That's yeah. something to take away from, this. yeah. Yeah. We get our first one in this match. Uh, 11 minutes and 12 seconds. Godfather swings boss man around a couple of times and then throws him into the corner. And the entire time, Bossman is
0: doing a long, protracted. <laughs> <laughs> if
3: you go back in history and look, the, God, the boss
0: man's around. Already... The fellow in the corner with Jim Ross's least favorite maneuver, the 10 punch. It exposes the business, apparently. <laughs> really? Apparently? <laughs> Why would I let a man punch me 10 times in the face? Why would you then give you a fucking stunner, or kiss the <laughs> <ass? laughs> Come on, like. All right, Bobby Cadden, seriously on top form here, gets whipped into the corner by. Dilo, top rope leap. He just keeps going. Oh Oh my god. So cool. Like a giant brick Spider Man. It's amazing. Then a scissors kick from Bull Buchanan as well. (sighs) The elevation. You can tell a lot from a man by how high he can jump just in terms of his base athleticism. And uh, yeah, the vert on Bull Buchanan is insane. Godfather nearly kind of hits the ref by mistake. It ruins the build to the hot tag as Dilo is getting worked over. Yeah, a little clumsy at points this match, particularly Mm. with the, the Godfather. Bossman works over D'Lo and declares
2: we are the best! Just well, He does it another time where he just goes you suck! I fucking Aww. love Bossman so much. <laughs> Get a quick
0: reference from the XFL. Yeah I picked Ooh. up on that as well. Oh yes it just got announced in the month of at the very very end of February um, after No Way Out word of the XFL not entirely sure what's going on with it at the moment only slivers of information all we know is that Vince McMahon is dipping his toe Into the world of football. He just wants to know, where's his football? Where's my football? Quite frankly, figure skating... ...sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a new character I want them to bring back to TV. Slow shit Vince McMahon (laughs) XFL reveal. The XFL will be... ...the extra fun quite frankly league you know? <laughs> so fucking boring but yeah don't worry we will be covering the xfl and all its glory me and billy yeah. are going to target that at some point but anyway jerry lawler doing a good job on commentary within 50 minutes of his pay-per-view manages to ruin the surprise for later and says i saw pete rose <laughs> <laughs> fucking spoiled sport like we haven't got much to go on in this show give us something yeah. Godfather gets the hot tag, hits the whole train, and then the low down is attempted, but is blocked by the big boss man. Boss man slam on D-Lo Brown, a thing of a beauty. big one. And then, Bob Cannon again, another impressive maneuver, the guillotine leg drop. Did you see the fucking insane? Yeah. Now, that's not a move you want to be doing, folks. Uh, that's, a, that's a move which really, really, you take a lot of pain on the ass From and the, the tailbone like yeah. and uh, yeah insanely good Big Boss Man and Bobby Cannon aka the prototypical Shield win <laughs> alright match a good Raw match yeah. yeah a good Raw match not a Wrestlemania
2: opener yeah. by any stretch then they just run after the hose. they chase like, the women <laughs> <laughs> and they all start laughing <laughs> <laughs> kills the gimmick yeah. but um,
0: yeah very strange an auspicious start to Wrestlemania to say the least Backstage, Steph in Triple H are looking at all that gold. Holy fucking heaven, Stephanie McMahon is the women's champion. How did yeah. that happen then? She beat Jacqueline, who was the reigning champion at the time. And they had like a, a loaded match where like Tori, who's now of course in the McMahon-Helmsley faction, helped out loads. And now you've got Stephanie, who legitimately has maybe a couple of afternoons of wrestling training, yeah. holding the women's belt. At the time, people were like, how dare they? But honestly, this is the best thing to happen to that title in since we started the podcast. Because what's going to happen now is Stephanie's going to sit there with that belt, keeping it warm, making everyone pissed off that a, you know an amazing women's wrestler isn't going to get it. And all the while, off in the distance, finally, mm. our women's division is actually going to start growing a little bit. And we're going to have some amazing moments with, with Stephanie and that belt coming up as a result. Hooray! I look forward to it. It's you know it's a bad sign for your division when you're excited that the boss's daughter is going
2: the fucking <laughs> belt. Oh, Shami Man, win the the European belt did wonders for that division.
0: Line, you know? But uh, yeah,
2: no, it, it'll be interesting.
0: Ref, so are backstage now having a meeting with all the hardcore competitors in tonight's hardcore battle royale to determine the undisputed hardcore champion.
3: All right, Crash, the 24/7 hold on that hardcore title is over tonight right here at WrestleMania as you put the belt up in a hardcore battle royal. Now I want all you guys to understand, there are rules to this battle royal for the hardcore title tonight, and I want you to listen up.
2: Rule number one, there's a 15 minute time limit, which will be strictly adhered to. Rule number two, within that 15 minutes, there could be as many belt changes as they might be within that time frame. It could be one, could be two, could be 10 times, the, Or maybe not at all, Crash. Okay, so when the time runs out,
4: so do your chances to be hardcore champion. Have a good match.
1: We'll see you out there. I fucking love this little bit here. Just all the rest of us sat backstage in the same room together. haze of cigar smoke. Bradshaw's having a smoke. Crash Holly's like stood there all smug and like nodding the cartoon character.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's brilliant. Tim White's like reading out all the rules and he's kind of like... You know, whoever's, you know, we could have several falls in this match. Whoever's the last man, you know, with the fall will win, you know, so there could be multiple champions. And Crash, like, whispers in his ear all dramatically. He's like, oh, Crash might lose it at all. It's like, it's brilliant. Crash, Holly, is hardcore champion. He bet test for the hardcore belt in a real upset moment because, you know, Crash has been really funny and whatnot, but he was never really featured. He was always second fiddle to Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So it seemed like a throwaway match he taking on Test Manages to win, and of course Hardcore Holly is fucking like... He's not going to go, I'm jealous, but he's clearly pissed he's off livid, yeah. that you know his younger cousin has won this title. And Crash, in the spur of the moment, feeling like he's bested his cousin and he's the man, says that if there's a referee present... He doesn't mind. He will take on any comer 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And with that, the 24-7 division is born. And uh, it's one of the most ridiculous... I love it. It's my, one of my favorite memories of the Era. And obviously, we could talk all day and night about you know him being jumped at the carnival or the posse going after him in the airport. The and wacky all warehouse. Stuff. The
2: wacky warehouse is the <laughs> only one I've seen. And
0: we will, when myself and Adam, are going to do a special bonus episode looking just at Crash Ollie's twenty four seven reign, which will be after this episode. So we've got <laughs> we've got a hell of a lineup for this next one. The competitors in the hardcore battle royale. Pete gas. Rodney, Joey Abs, Kyentai, The Acolytes, Viscera, oh, yeah. Crash Holly, Hardcore Holly, The Headbangers, oh. and rounding off this motley
2: crew, it's Taz! Oh, yeah, You probably weren't kidding about him slipping ever so quickly down yeah. the card. Again, much like last month it felt like, well, this is just who he's shooting with. Now he's one of them. Yeah. One of us like visceral one of us.
0: <laughs> one of the, the us. Google Gabble. <laughs>
1: the moment I realized just how accurate you were about Taz was when um it's one of the main street posse. I think it's like Pete Gass smacks him over the head with a sign. And Taz falls over and sells yeah. it, and he's on the floor for a couple of minutes. Like, so that's 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 Taz. That's it. I yeah, uh,
2: I don't understand the name of this match because it's not a battle royale. It's is a hardcore it? invitational battle royale. It's not. One. It's it's a championship scramble. Look, the rules in this are fucking vague at best. because <laughs> it's, 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 it's a hardcore thing. There should be no rules at all.
0: Yeah, but like right, they're making it like it's a scramble, which of course is a match which only was officially debuted like ten years fucking after this. Mm. Yeah. Being that someone who wins the belt becomes the interim champion and then... It's never made clear if whoever pins anyone next becomes a champion. Or if the man who's the interim champion has to be pinned. I think you have to pin
1: the actual champion. but Which begs the question why does no one go after the champion?
0: It begs the question why does no one... Yeah, it, it's... There's a couple of moments in this match, but by and large, it's an unorganized fucking mess of a match. Yeah. What is nice, though, is everyone coming out, and it's, you know, even whatever about the match, the booking here tonight, you know, and we complain a little bit about oh, being the undercard, they're still
2: over as fuck.
0: It's, it, the posse when they come out, like, oh, nothing off, everyone's, yeah, yeah I fucking love it's, that.
2: It's still a fun match as well. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed myself watching this. And the only people who don't really get a
0: reaction when they come out are the headbangers
2: that's because they look like complete tits yeah. they do well they
0: have complete yeah. tits right? there's a difference <laughs> yeah. by now. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm happy as well fucking Mean Street Posse getting their Wrestlemania moment you know they're in a match at yeah, Wrestlemania which is a lot to be said and we know that's not you know Lance Storm can't say that that's true Joey Abs can fucking hell <laughs> and the Houdini of Hardcore comes out last Crash Holly so over at the moment the crowd fucking love this guy 2000 is the year of Crash Holly and by the end of this year you know it's arguable that he's more over than Bill Goldberg in WCW and I do not <laughs> say that lightly and when that was said to me I'm like fuck off but you know what it's fucking true uh, the man is crazy over 15 minute time in on this one insanity begins Taz
2: gets a fall within 10 seconds which is pretty cool and the clock immediately disappears Yeah. as yeah. if the the director or the person doing the video mixing has just said right that's that match over then just go sit up have a cigarette <laughs> I,
0: I I decided to say this I wasn't going to keep up with who's champion but then like a minute in i'm like if i don't do this dude like then the match is just you can't there's no flow there's no logic at all yeah so we'll go through who was the champion in this one viscera manages to get the belt literally shortly thereafter like taz being pinned he squashes him like i'm not you know to put on my taz mark hat here for a second one last time he was like choking out guys like viscera or suplexing them no selling their offense. That was his gimmick. Well, it's not just
1: Taz. It's th- this is a problem that uh, the match suffers from in general. Is the fact that you're making guys get pinned after taking like three moves. Yeah. It makes them look pathetic. Yeah. Like Viser just basically comes over and knocks over Taz more or less, and this, then pins him.
0: The number of times where it's like, oh yes, that 17th baking tray shot managed to get him down that for the really three. Did it. Yeah. Uh, Thrasher, in his one WrestleMania moment has a badminton racket. Really seriously, <laughs> Brad goes on a brief killing streak, which was amazing. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, musters up some fire. Everyone gangs up on big old viscera, and Jim Ross, with a quite a depressing line, goes, "Look at all these young pups taking all these headshots." Young the pups. Was it fucking Rodney? Like he's only a lad. Pups.
2: Young pups. <laughs> like, he can't call Rodney a young stud, which is his usual <laughs> He, word, he also means. says at another point, Viscera is like a planet. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> which really made me laugh. He
0: says, Viscera is like a planet and everyone's orbiting him, by which he means hitting him with small metal trays. <laughs> yeah. Like all the planets do to the sun. Pete gas. Jesus Christ, he gets split from ear to fucking ear. Mm. In the ring, the Acolytes kill Kai and Tai and they toss Viscera off the top rope, which is probably the best spot in the match. Fanaki becomes champion then. They call him Fanuki. Fanuki!
2: because <laughs> your new horror champion is... Fanuki! Fanuki!
0: <laughs> you put on the
1: Fanuki suit and you get a little raccoon tail on. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage, everyone heads. Rodney pins fucking Fanaki. Rodney's the hardcore champion. Joey Abs then pills Rod- pins Rodney immediately thereafter. No, no, uh, we all know the mean street posse here is tight as it gets, but uh,
1: it's every man for himself in the hardcore invitational. Exactly. Whatever the fuck this match is.
0: And then in a, a moment which made us all flinch quite a bit, I think we saw it, a thrasher runs into Joey Abs with like kind of a, 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 a kind case. Of a host desk tray or something, yeah. Mm. Oh, it hits him right in the fucking
1: gut. It looks like you'd split your organs open. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, and Thrasher, who is stumbling around, he, he manages to pin Joey Abs, he's a champion. He's just stumping through. He kinda like it's like the the valley of the swollen asses from the stunkers. <laughs> Everyone's hitting him and he's wandering around. To which Jim Ross quips, Thrasher looks like a video game. <laughs> <laughs> this Zee Iron's like a damn video game, he's so talented. Like ridiculous. Pete Gass, with the fire extinguisher, manages to win the fucking title. Taz then pins Pete Gas. Hardcore Holly kicks him. Taz
2: still wins. Yeah. You, Taz keeps trying to pin people, even though he's the champion. I don't know if that's just because it's instinct of, you know, doing a quick roll no, up. He, and, or if he's just, you know... He's being Taz here. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> much, right,
0: you know? It's really depressing now. They've run out of spots. Yeah. Uh, Holly's work over Taz in the ring. We've got around three minutes left. They both of them fight for the pin. It's really sloppy and ugly. Uh, Crash seemingly pins Taz. It looks like he kicks out. Taz kind of throws up his shoulder. It's fucking hard to tell. But it's like, there's such a lack of communication. Yeah. Like, I mean, when it's down to, when there's like 15 guys, whatever, when there's three people in the ring, you should, and you should know about it. Yeah, you're yeah. in the yeah. closing throws of the match. Like. Taz mission gets locked in. Looks like we're going to like wait out the clock or whatever. Bob Holly runs in with a sweet jar, smacks him over the head with it. And then in this... Incredibly bizarre moment, which just a botch of all botches. <laughs> To uh, champion! Hooray! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim Awful. White literally just stops short and has a look on his face like, "Aaron, not the fucking toilets backed up again, is it?" Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> no. And how Bob Holly gets the belt, he has this weird look in his face. Crash takes it. He walks off. Then Fink is like, "The winner of the match." And then they show a replay. And then Jim Ross is like, it's a controversial finish. I'm like, yeah, you can say that, but you actually have to tell us what happened. Hardcore yeah. Yeah. Holly is then just declared to be the champion, despite yeah. the fact that the hand didn't go down. And as he leaves the ring, the bell gets caught in the fucking ring apron. Yeah. Yeah. This shouldn't happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. So sad. My,
2: my favourite thing, uh, thing about the ending is... Um, uh, King mentioning to JR uh, what uh, Holly uses the weapon he says hey, uh, hey uh, JR he used your uh, Snickers jar and JR just goes what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> my <Dang>. candy! <laughs> 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 uh, the broadcast just goes off the rails like, it- that lousy no good son of a bitch <laughs> daddy needs his sugar Like I mean it's uh It's a fucking ridiculous ending. Like, I mean, it's it's so bad. I struggle to think of a WrestleMania with a blown match ending, like a a WrestleMania match with a blown ending to that degree. Yeah. Because it not only did the wrong guy win by mistake, but they didn't even know, like, you know, people make mistakes all the time. It happens. I mean, refs get fired, we move on, mm. but you don't like hold the belt and look confused. Um, what do we do? It's embarrassing, yeah, like. really. Embarrassing. It felt bad for Bob Holly because he was the veteran in the match, yeah. It made yeah. him look stupid. And I, th- well, and what do you think happened? Because for me, it just felt like the way Tim White was counting with the crowd, he was one step ahead. The crowd were like counting five, three, four, three, yeah. And he, and he, he was got... going one, two, and he got into the same rhythm. I think at there. three, he, he kind of crossed over a little bit there. Yeah, well, and... like,
2: Jao says at one point that Crash put his shoulders up, but on the replay, he, d- he, he clearly he, doesn't. He doesn't. No, it crashed
0: years. in, but the idea was meant to be that Bob was meant to pin him, but the buzzer was meant to go off, so yeah. Houdini of hardcore. Instead, we have, you know, the hands stopping short. Tim White, you should never have been broken in this fucking business. <laughs> like, seriously, explain that with your precious kayfabe. And the highlight of this match, the nice little cherry on top of this ridiculous fucking train wreck covered in shit, is that at the end of the night, at the end of the post show, Bob Holly was asked for a few comments about what happened. And here they are.
3: If he did it 24-7, I'm going to do it 48-14. And how about I start with you? No, that's, that's quite all right. Quite how about right. I could start with you right here and right now? No, it doesn't to matter to me, Michael Cole, because I will break your ass in half, you little shithead. Well... I apologize ladies and gentlemen for that
0: remark. That That was a very classless remark by Bob Holly. I'll break your ass in half, you little (laughs) shithead. Classless remarks there from Bob Holly. You're goddamn right those are some classless remarks. Seriously. I know what'll get us out of this jam. I know what'll get us out of this. Swearing! (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do next, Bob? Take your dick out. (laughs) Don't worry guys, I got this. Fucking hell! You can't say shit. You're not Seriously. allowed. Seriously. Don't worry, guys. This train wreck is sorted. I'm going to take a shit on it. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, absolute. A fun match, but for all the wrong reasons, I yeah. fear, at WrestleMania. An absolute car crash. This reminded me of like IWA Mid-South, kind of, or something like that. Get a recap of Access. China phoning it in. Oh, yeah. gosh. She just goes on and on and on. Uh, we get some serious appearances, though. Even though Access looks like a much more timid affair than it is now, uh, we get appearances from Undertaker. Yeah. Looking a down. bit like a biker. A little bit like a biker. Wonder what's going on there. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Looking a little bit fatter. Looking a little bit like a hairy biker, I to say. <laughs> and uh, Shawn Michaels, who was thoughtful enough to wear sunglasses
2: <laughs> in an afternoon <laughs> signing. <laughs> sorry you couldn't be here tonight, Shawn. <laughs> my favourite bit of this is just a Big Show with no emotion, just going, I'm so excited, I might pee my pants. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I He's the, an Main event. <laughs> we get a nice
0: long shot of Steve Austin writing down loads. I thought he was doing an autograph, just writing down his food order. Like, 18 <laughs> jalapeno burgers. <laughs> Alrighty, backstage. Al Snow, mm. Steve Blackman. Mm. They formed a bit of an oddball comedy tag team in the last few weeks. Being that Al wants a tag partner, you know, he's kind of a face again, mm. but he's still a rather annoying. Straight-laced Steve Blackman. It's meant to be like, oh, they're the original Odd Couple. Right. Nice idea. We had some wacky segments with Al trying to come up with names for them. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd come out with, like, you know, Connect Four. It's like, Head Games. <laughs> <laughs> or the Big Cheese. Head Cheese. And Blackman's like, no, I want us to be Al Snow and Steve Blackman. Like, um, <laughs> no fun at the fair, Steve Blackman. And there's honestly, these guys have some very, very funny segments going forward. That being said... This is not one of them. We get a a real close-up shot of one of our newest signings, Trish Stratus, as in... A tracking shot of her tits. Her her boobs fill the screen. They they come on screen and you immediately just (laughs) hear... Just straight away. (laughs) And for a moment, I was 12 again, and that was the lone (laughs) highlight
2: of this match. And, And then you find out that this new tag team it's called TNA. Yes. Yeah,
0: man. So Trish Stratus, the young fitness model from Canada, who made her way into the wrestling business in a very strange way, lifelong wrestling fan, was frequently a guest or a pundit on radio show for wrestling fans. Mm. Uh, she was fitness model. She was on loads of covers. They, she was going to sign with WCW. WWF snapped her up because mm. you know they needed. New women uh, in the worst way. No, no wrestling training at all. But more importantly than that, I think was the fact that she was a lifelong wrestling fan. And even though Trish Stratus obviously goes on to become, you know, one of the most celebrated women's wrestlers of all time, blah blah blah, she's not that wrestler here. She's a manager. But I think her enthusiasm for wrestling and her love of wrestling and whatnot mm. is pretty apparent from the get-go the tag team she's been set with is tna Tess and albert so they did this whole thing with her kind of showing up on heat scouting matches and it was like oh that's the famous fitness model trish stratus like oh here she's scouting guys she scouts Tess and she scouts albert she wants them to be her guys the idea is that she's just this kind of like manipulative smart heel manager who's going right. like she wants like success and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like it. it's, it's old school. It's like the way the managers were back in the day. Yeah. They want their guys to win so they make more money. What Heathen would do, like yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it works really fucking well. Mm. And unlike the likes of fucking, you know, Terry or whoever, she's not going out like grinding up against the pole or something like that. Don't get me wrong, Trish Stratus. You know, she's by far one of the, she's one of the most beautiful women ever like to come through the WWF, mm. and particularly during this period. But they didn't treat her like a crazy stupid stripper like, like. Beanie Bush yeah, yeah. but she yeah. was still hot as hell like you yeah. know they managed just to tone it down a little bit so she's not you know Terry coming out with her fucking ribs exposed or whatever yeah, yeah so we got this next match which is this team TNA which had just been formed and they haven't really found their ground yet we don't even know if their faces are heels mm. against Snow and Blackman, head cheese, who again are just another team formed we don't know this is a fucking shit match this yes, made is. me so it angry sucks. just watching mm. it so, we start things off, Al Snow and Blackman come out to relative silence, and Al introduces their mascot for tonight, Chesty McCheeserton. Just a cheese man. Written in the stars, a million miles away, 7 yeah. So Chesty McCheeserton gets his WrestleMania moment. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to say, if you're going to bring out a guy being adorable cheese... Because I like cheese, and I think you can have a cute guy dress up as a cheese. (laughs) Come on! You could in wrestling. You could easily. Whatever. They picked the scariest fucking guy (laughs) ever. (laughs) Like seriously, <laughs> like oh, is his meth dealer alimony. Scary. He yeah. doesn't smile. He's once. got he's got no smile. All the his soul is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Graying mustache. And he's
1: just there, uh, clapping his ass cheeks, and oh, just like the God. frown on his face.
0: Yeah. Bachman is incensed. So are we. So we have TNA coming out as well. Again, to relative science. I like the idea of giving Test Nobbs something to do. Mm. Albeit we don't know what that is at the moment. But Should figure it out on TV, not a pay per view. <laughs> not at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like. JR's headset breaks at the start of this match Highlight the match
2: Yeah King says I'm going to have to cover this match all by myself and I nearly cry I can just imagine you closing <laughs> your laptop <laughs> this, this match is already bad enough now King's got to cover the whole thing but fortunately <laughs> the headphones start working again
0: There's like no psychology in this match Nope At all And I, you, know, you know a lot of guys it's very easy when they're talking about a match we'll just kind of go like the psychology on display or the lack of psychology it's a loose term it's a difficult one to define but mm. I'm talking about it's simple as fuck is in like <laughs> Tess will do a move then Al will do a move yeah. then Blackman will do a move and then there's Albert no, will do there's no actual pace or story. no one gains heat in this tag match yeah. no one gains any foothold no one like it's like watching the video game isn't it or something it's just i yeah, hit you then you'll hit me letting and... the computer play itself is yeah. what this is like no fucking drama no, no bravado It's awful. Chester the Molester is why Chester McChesoran gets called by Jerry. Because he keeps
2: trying to... Touch uh, Trish.
0: That's just weird. Like it's yeah. like
2: don't leave, don't have Trish near the cheese. <laughs> crazy little cheese man. Like, a... yeah. what's again?
0: Vince McMahon is ruining. It? It's like look at this is the literally one of most beautiful women in the world. Let's have a weird cheese come up with a on her. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? What I love as
2: well as the cheese is stood directly in front of Jr and King, so they can't see the match. He's like stood in front of them. They sat down. All they can see is the back of this cheese. Oh, I thought he was staring at them. Oh, no. <laughs> hello Jim
0: hello Jim. Ross comes up at least like six or seven different ways to try and say this is shite. Yeah. Bowling shoe tendencies. Don't break out the star rating system for this one, (laughs) folks. You might as well have said, I'm sorry Mr. Meltzer in this. (laughs) Fucking hell, we got some double team moves here. Yeah, grand. We get like, you know it's bad when people are kicking out of spots and you're going
1: Yeah, because you want the match to end. Yeah,
0: just random moves. I'm not listing all these random moves. Fucking Tess gets an elbow drop. One, two, three. Awful. One of the worst matches in WrestleMania history. Yes, my I definitely. defy you to find worse ones than this, because this one was long as well. It was nearly fucking 15 minutes. But
1: then it's not over after the No! Match. No! There's no. still more, there's still more, Kevin.
0: Fucking Al gets a microphone, and, uh, yeah, have a little promo about Chester McCheese not working out.
3: Al's not going to say now. All right, all right, I'm sorry. I thought he'd be great. Who, Chester? You're right. It was a stupid idea. Chester, come here. Aww. Chester. Chester, come, come here. Come oh. here. Wait a minute. Get in the ring, my cheesy little friend.
2: Being cheesy ain't easy.
3: Steve, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. And it's time to cut the cheese. Oh! What the heck? <laughs> uh, that was a, what a, I mean, I don't think that was exactly called for. Look out, oh!
0: I don't think that game is gonna work. They are cutting the cheese. And, uh, he says if Steve wants to cut the cheese, Blackman gives cheese Cheeser a fucking diabolically bad pump kick. Cut the cheese. Cut the cheese. That's the whole fucking point of this entire thing was for cut
1: the cheese. That was the punchline of this 15-minute joke.
0: And then they do their shitty tag finisher, the leg drop fucking demolition thing on Chesterby cheese On to cheese. Just silence. Yeah. yeah. At WrestleMania. Cheese! Seriously! Written in the stars, <laughs> a million times away, Evan do. That was fucking diabolical backstage, Mae Young and the cat rip off Austin Powers. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Mae Young holds up a little t-shirt that has, like, a drawing of a cat on
1: it and immediately Cat goes, oh, this t-shirt has a pussy on it. (laughs) Holds it over a crotch and then starts rubbing it like...
2: Come (laughs) on! (laughs) Try harder! (laughs) It's like, holding out the phone to Cat and it's just blocking her her breasts. And then the water bottle's the word. (laughs) Can you pass me some water? I have two water bottles. Here. Thank you! These are perfect! Perfect. End, Perfect. End of segment. segment. <laughs> hey,
1: Awful.
0: What, Vince McMahon, Vince, Vince man, the Writers' Meeting. What if we did Austin Powers, but worse? <laughs> <laughs> with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All righty, backstage, a fucking yes. All righty, now I'm happy. Mickey C, he's with the Dudley boys. Yeah. On
3: Bubba Ray tonight, you put the tag titles on- Yeah, you're right, Michael. Tonight is the night. But you know something? It seems like the WWF is always trying to put the Dudley boys down, putting us in a ladder match. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like ladders, and I'm a little afraid of heights, but I'm gonna forget all about that because tonight at WrestleMania, (laughs) the Dudley boys will still remain the WWF Tag Team Champions. Testify, Bubba. Tonight, the Dudley boys take WrestleMania to a whole new level. Tonight, the Dudley boys take the ladder match to a whole new level of violence. When the dust settles and when the Dudley boys are heading out with those tag straps around their waist, it'll be then that the Hardys and Edge and Christian realize that Thou shalt not with the Dudleys! My brother, testify!
0: The face on Bubba Ray Dudley. (laughs) Jesus. So intense. This
2: again, like last time, just staring out into the void. It's
0: like he's bitten into a big old lemon and his father was killed by lemons. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he's going to explode. Thou shalt not (laughs) with the Dudley boys. He promises to take WrestleMania and the ladder match to a whole new level of violence. More of this, please. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think watching all these Raws, I've always been a massive fan. I'm going to say right now, Bubba Ray Dudley's one of my favourite wrestlers of all time.
1: Yeah, I can He's see why. fucking incredible. I've gained such a new appreciation. I mean, I've always liked the Dudley boys, but I didn't realise that they were this good until I was re-watching all these matches with you guys. Well, like
0: Bubba, Bubba Ray broke out as Bully Ray in TNA a couple of years back, and he was easily the, the best heel in the business. And mm. Whatever about TNA, it's, it shows it, whatever. But him there, he was amazing. But it, he's that good here. Like he's the, the intensity of these promos mm. and the, oh, the in-ring work. Big Bubba Ray Dudley mark here. But he's talking about our upcoming match. The Dudleys, who won the Bell set no way out, are putting them on the line in the first ever triangle ladder match. Yes. More escalation, please, as the Dudleys defend against the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. Holy fuck. At long last. Like,
1: during all the Mark Miro matches and all the whose yeah. side is he on bullshit all those years back, like, I was always thinking of, like, eventually we'll get to that match because this is sort of, like... For me, the, tri- the the Triangle Ladder match, we've been saying for ages now, oh, we're getting into the good period, we're really entering a great period of wrestling, but this is the beacon where it's sort of, like, we're finally fucking here now. This is where it's going to get amazing from this yeah, point onwards. Yeah,
0: it's, it's fucking amazing. It's a year... Because, you know, these three teams face off in a similar match... Almost identical match. Again at SummerSlam. Yep. And again at WrestleMania 17. And they're all amazing. Uh, so this is ongoing. Like, yeah. Which is just such a night. I can't wait to watch these shows. Edge and Christian the Hardy Boys both get massive pops. Edge and Christian have been showing some slightly more heelish tendencies. Feuding more directly with the Hardy Boys. Showing a little bit more character. Which I think is... The most important thing. They at least come out and they pose on the ladders, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, start things off, Bubba and Jeff just going toe to toe as all of the other guys head to the outside. Bubba and Jeff in the ring is just those are two guys that just have that chemistry. Yeah, totally. Like there's a couple of guys I think you could put in blindfolded if they haven't seen each other in like several years and they could just go yeah. and get yeah. into sequences. And Bubba Ray and Jeff are definitely one of them. Uh, so all these amazing ma- moments at the start of the of the match, which is we get they see the ladder just being used in Incredibly innovative ways, poetry and in motion into the ladder. A 450 splash onto the ladder. Yeah, Bubba Ray rolls out of the way. Yeah, Jeff Hardy does 450. The fuck out of his legs, so right thought. on his knees. Yeah, and that's like the first five minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah. this is just the opening.
0: I, I don't I enjoyed this. I think I felt in this match because in most these matches it comes down to big spots but they felt a good deal less contrived than in some later multi-man ladder matches mm. as in that the setups for them seemed a lot more logical and yeah. stuff was put up or set up for reasons as opposed to because we want to do a yeah. spot yeah. and I thought this had that good kind of ebb and flow everyone kind of getting a little bit in here and there Bubba Ray Dudley does a fucking senton splash onto Jeff Hardy on the ladder sore sore bump there's no two ways about it mm. everyone is again in this match, much like at the Tables match we saw at the Rumble, they're pulling no punches, holding nothing back. But Ray Dudley does the Terry Funk ECW spot, spinning the yeah. ladder around. If you love that, but he eats a double drop kick from Edge and Christian, and then we get one of our biggest dives of the night: Christian diving off the ladder to the outside, mm. and before you can even catch your breath, Edge spears Jeff Hardy off the ladder. Yeah, huge holy shit chant. Just incredible I mean with matches like this I can just only implore you to watch them because I, don't can't think, do it I can't do it justice there's so much to keep up with here
1: so we do get at this point though JR says one of the more curious things that he says this evening because this is like an amazing match and all the crowd has gone bloodthirsty and they're mental as hell I'm curious
0: when he forgot Edge's name after he did that amazing move on Jeff <laughs> like, come on at this stage like like it's it's a year later But um, he just says
1: he who hesitates in this contest may be lost forever fucking hell <laughs>
0: how weird is that If you wish to go down the North Passage Roll an even number (laughs) And turn to page 24 (laughs) Oh no A warlock is in your way (laughs) Bubba Ray Dudley performs a cutter On Christian off the top of the ladder Holy fuck And then Matt and Jeff again with those sweet Beautiful tandem dives on Bubba Ray Dudley Again just the the fact they land At the same time is something which I've gained to appreciate After watching people do Asynchronous dives in wrestling Mm -hmm. Double superplex on the ladder by Edge and Christian on Divon. Jesus Christ. Everyone in the crowd just stands up at the same time. Like it's amazing. It, it's amazing. A sight. slow way from yeah. front to back. Yeah. Everyone stands up and rises. Absolutely incredible. Table chant. Bubba Ray Dudley begins to look intrigued. I think tables are the most over thing in wrestling at the minute. Like yeah. The people are crazy for them. Um, all six men climb all these ladders set up in the ring. And we we'll just got this amazing moment. First of all, it's a uh, Christian and Jeff go flying off to the outside like a really sick bump Bubba Ray falls you think oh he's grand but he bounces against the ropes and knocks into the other two ladders yeah. he sends everyone including his brother sailing over onto the ropes sweet spot and then a beautiful scintillating 3D oh, yes. on edge
2: such a great 3 it's probably the best you've had so far a it? running What's, 3D yeah the running one
0: because in ECW used to do that Bubba Ray would run up for it mostly with these guys we've been seeing you know him just waiting yeah. but here we get the full run up absolutely amazing I think it's one of the best tag finishers ever um, I'd be inclined to agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Holy shit! Guess who's in the crowd and is gung ho and solely set on ruining tonight's proceedings? It's Academy Award nominee and the late great Michael Clark Duncan. How random! Yeah. Clearly, he's a wrestling fan. He's Apparently proper so. getting into
2: it, isn't Clearly, he? Clearly,
0: no one told him beforehand that he's not real. <laughs> it gets so bad that the Green Mile is out around this time. Like this, this was the year he was nominated for the Oscars, I yeah. believe. And the cra- the camera tries to avoid him. You see yeah. him, They go by, and then they'll kind of cut a little bit. It's like no, just Michael. He's too aggressive. Well, he's <laughs> like he's,
2: pro- he's like proper screaming. Like during the first match, when I see's walking around, he's like getting. He's like it's a, a sea of white people, and Michael Clark Duncan in the middle, just going absolutely mental. <laughs> like...
0: I love that Michael Clayton didn't think to ask if he could like be put in like a celebrity box or you yeah. know a corporate suite. He's like, no no front, row. front row. I like that about him, I suppose. Mm. But Jesus Christ! Don't man. ruin it for everyone else. I sit beside fans like you, Michael Clark. <laughs> <laughs> the Dunley Boys put a table on top of the ladder. Holy shit! Yep. There's gonna be some erection destruction here tonight, I think. Innovative. In the ring, we have three ladders and three tables. This is like. Kevin setting up his toys now. Like, yeah, you know there's a high spot coming later on here, and then uh, we go outside. Devon is working over Jeff, I believe. Bubba Ray takes Matt out. A great quote from Jim Ross: "No, not the Spanish announce table." <laughs> <laughs> he clearly didn't mean that. Like no. it was like Billy Gunn winning King of the Ring levels of phoning. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Devon crashes and burns as he attempts to dive off the ta- off the ladder onto Jeff, but Bubba Ray. Power bombs Matt off the Spanish names table, through a regular table, in a sick fucking crunch. And Jim Ross, one of my favourite quotes ever, May God have mercy on this kid's soul! Because <laughs> they're only little. Yeah, they're yeah. young lads. Pups, as he says. And Bob Berry Dudley, not fucking finished here. Jeff goes running off, off the edge of the barricade like at the Rumble, but he gets the ladder hoofed in his face. Oh, so sore. I
2: can never get sick of that spot. No, no, it looks amazing. amazing. It looks Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. Bubba Ray
2: sets up a mega ladder on the
0: rampway and a table. Just one. By itself, of, yeah. That's going to break itself. your fall. It's kind of scary. Christian bells Bubba. Jeff, though, however, manages to get Bubba onto the table, chases off Christian. Jeff Hardy is like his first of many WrestleMania moments to the top of the ladder. Bubba Ray Dudley on the floor below on just on that one table. Yeah. Swan Tom Bomb. And it really was horrible because he's done this bump before, but he's had four tables to at yeah. least give his body a bit of surface area yeah. and this one he just kind of his ass just he kind of misses doesn't he he kind of takes a whole brunt of that on his lower back yeah. it's a sick spot though uh, it's amazing like Jeff on top The ladder wobbling, he steadies himself, and Jim Ross is like, Don't do it, Jeff! Don't do it! Like, he's gonna fucking do it, man. He'll do it a dozen more times as well.
1: Semi interesting, though, is straight after that, Jim Ross says, This is amazing, which is the actual clip they use on the DVD. Amazing, amazing, amazing. amazing. amazing.
0: (laughs) Matt and Christian battle on top of the ladder on the table, which has been set up. Looks like it's, you know. It's it's anyone's game, but who comes up behind Matt and blindsides him? But Edge, they throw Matt off the top of the ladder. It
2: doesn't look like they even touch him. It's because it like, uh, it's like he sneezes, does a <laughs> somersault, and falls off. It
0: reminds me of like the old scaffold matches from back in the day, where oh the guys God. are like understandably very trepidatious yeah. they're on a fucking table balanced on two ladders but yeah Matt explodes through the table Edge and Christian win their first tag team championship and now we have all these three teams I think we can all say have truly arrived because yeah. completely. what happens after Edge and Christian win these belts well it's very simple they decide that's they're probably a little bit too good to be going through the crowd still. And they don't want people touching them anymore. And, geez, have you noticed how good Edge's hair looks? And uh, all of a sudden, this amazing heel turn comes for Edge the and Christian. The ego comes out. The <laughs> Southern California comes out. Yeah. And possibly one of my favorite heel runs for a tag team ever comes very shortly thereafter. Now that Edge and Christian have got the gold, they're assholes. Which Can't is wait. exactly what we needed. Because yeah. now we've got the, you know, honest to goodness, white meat, babyface faced the really irritable, annoying Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys, who can easily slip into either good the guys cleaners. or bad yeah. guys. Amazing. Perfect. Fantastic match. One of the best WrestleMania matches ever, I'd say. Mm. It's in my top ten, I think. Yeah, like it's amazing. And, you know, obviously, it wasn't called TLC, but the Triangle yeah. Ladder match, I think, even for just it's pacing alone, and just the fact that it's the first of these matches, there is a sense of, well, they have to do something now to top what they did before. They're just allowed to go out and do this yeah. unhindered by expectations really. It was like a prototype TLC almost, yeah. wasn't it? Great, great match. Backstage, King K Rule. Kevin Kelly. It's <laughs> fucking <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> He's with Linda McMahon and the Micker,
2: who assures us after stumbling over his words. Yeah, it's not not a good job from Mick today, is
0: it? That fairy tales do come true, but it won't be for Triple H, Big Show or The Rock. That's right, after a monstrous few weeks, he's back. Foley's back. I'm pissed with him. I'm pissed now. <laughs> we'll go into the, the full yeah. story of this, but needless to say, Foley is back. He's in the main event. His dream has come true and it just feels a little bit... Yeah, it just well, probably it doesn't made me feel sad. Right. Oh boy. Guess what we got coming up next? Catfights! Catfights! Yeah. Oh, God, this feud goes on for literally years, it is. It seemed, it's literally like the cleaning of a house. This feud never ends. Uh, Terry, who after leaving the Hardy Boys and deciding that she's a no-good Jezebel, in Jim Ross's word, and a quote, she-devil, is just involved in a long, protracted feud with Kat. And it's the lowest of the... Lo- it's the fucking, the hair, the hair, yep. slut, tramp, Bimbo, yeah. your hair is a bitch. <laughs> you know your fingernails are sluts. You know, oh, it's just a fucking sub Jerry Springer. Yeah, yeah love them stuff low. here. But your special referee for this contest, the cat fight, which is Terry versus Cat, with Moolin May in their corners respectively. There's only one man who can handle these two hell cats It's Val Venus. Hello, Dude! Um, <laughs> for once, I'm not happy to see Val. I'm yeah, not either. No. That t-shirt, it's the one we talked about. The locked Wait, Wait, way Written in cum. You say locked sock. He's cocked. Locked. Oh, sorry. That makes way And ready sense. to explode. Ready to ejaculate, I thought. With cum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got his cum-riding t-shirt on it. It's horrible, isn't it? You know, the it's funny really th- horrible. <laughs> you yeah. know, the funny thing is, it's not the only cum t-shirt they ever did. They did do another. With who? Trish Stratus. No! Oh Jesus! No! It was when Trish turned heel after WrestleMania 20, I believe, and the gist of the shirt was, I believe, it was "Blow me dot 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 into the stratosphere." So yeah, uh, uh. Uh, yeah. This feud went on forever. We get a nice, nice big WrestleMania-sized promo from Val Venus here. Mm.
3: Neither Terry nor the Cat are experienced grapplers, to say the least. Hello, ladies. You know something, ladies? The Big Balbozki and WrestleMania have a lot in common. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> you know, we're both the single largest extravaganza of all time. <laughs> we'll both get your blood pumping. The only difference is, while WrestleMania only comes once a year.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> I know what's coming
3: now. The Big Balbozki comes every single night.
0: What? one that. of his worst ones, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So he says he's like WrestleMania because they're both the single largest extravaganza. Now, don't you dare bind yourself in the collective term describing something which has been clearly described as singular. mm yeah. We're both the single most fuck off with that. Also, this is
1: not the largest extravaganza room in sports entertainment <laughs> 15,000 history. 15,000 people. like Fucking rubbish.
0: It's like, this is a pretty good crowd. You know, we're both underwhelming. <laughs> There's, you know, people excited to see it, I guess. <laughs> we both probably could have been doing better things tonight. <laughs> he
2: also says, unlike WrestleMania, which comes once a year, he comes each and every night. Good for you, Valve. Val. Terry immediately starts stroking Val, absolutely forgetting that he's ruined her marriage. Yeah. And then thrown her away like she was trash. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just forgetting that. That's the Pickle.
0: story as, as well, is that even though Terry's meant to be like the she devil and evil and, you know, no morals, and at the start she's like, oh, hey, Val. I'm like, oh, that no good vixen. She's going to try and seduce Val with her feminine wiles. That fucking cat just goes and does it as well. Yeah. What? You're both fucking the worst person ever. Then who are
2: we rooting for here? Don't know. The
0: woman wearing slightly less clothes. Right. Okay.
2: That's actually it. Can we just get
0: through this? Like, come on. Alright,
2: Terry pushes cat over and Jr calls it a spear. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> on no. several occasions. The damnedest spear I've ever
0: seen. one thing I know from this one is that May Young has got a very special jumper commission for tonight. <laughs> yeah. The fucking jewels in that thing. It's like fucking <laughs> armor. Unbelievable, they roll around a little bit, that's their one spot they have Val will get distracted as Terry got thrown out like three times But Val's back was turned In the end, Moolah just pulls out Kat and puts Terry back in Terry prances around Eh Jail says, uh, the cat's not out of the bag, she's out of the ring Mercifully, this one-on-one contest is over Fuck me, alright, that's Yeah I was, I'll tell you right now, to start this one I, you can venture this because I was like you know, people are all kind of going oh this is a, a terrible Wrestlemania I'm like I know it's not You know, I'm here to defend this I went into the show willing to defend it but the last 40 minutes of this show are fucking death that we've yeah. been through yeah. but like, with the exception of that ladder match we just had like this all this awful shit one after yeah. the other all these shit sandwiches uh, it was cool to see like Mae Young seduce Val I suppose mm, and to funny. see her do the Bronco Buster yeah. in the end yeah. was funny but yeah, cat strips Terry. It's like the opening shot in this 10-year-long war that these two have. The siege has yet begun. It's nothing. Like thoughts on the cat fight, Billy? Closing statement?
2: No. 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 Not even going <laughs> to. No. no. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's great to know all that nice stuff we said about, like... Because, you know, we've had some other female debuts as well. Uh, Lita has debuted on Raw right. with S.A. Rios. We don't see her tonight, but, um, you know, Lita, Trish obviously two very very amazing forces in the whole make women's wrestling better but sadly as those two have their amazing feud and feud with, with Stephanie this fucking bullshit is going on all the time with Terry and Cash. Yeah, as if they're kind of afraid to let the women have just amazing stuff it's like no let's have the trash stuff we call well. not let go yuck written in the stars fucking hell coming up next fucking Teddy Long book this one six man tag player it's too cool and China taking on Dean Malenko the new light heavyweight champion who bet our boy S.A. Rios Perry Saturn and the returning to action Eddie Guerrero we yeah. get to see him on the podcast at last finally Flats. this was I was very very looking forward to this one Eddie Guerrero the gimmick is now that he's fallen in love with China, referring to her as his mamacita yeah. and all that stuff <laughs> brilliant Eddie Guerrero just won one of the most entertaining heels ever. He's so he's got like the
1: perfect like Peppy Lee Pew kind of like he just won't leave her alone. He's so yeah. in love with it. He's, he's got a mullet
0: and a shitty yeah. little mustache. He's like playing up to what like he I think they had the to tap into that kinda of like, oh that creepy fucking dude from the corner is after China, like yeah. uh, they really play into it quite well. It's nice to see China in this situation, kinda of like she was with Mark Henry a little bit. Get away from me, you crazy. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny to see that. Dean, who won the All-Ideh Heavyweight Championship
2: off S.A. Rios. That bloke. Not Takamichinoku. Papi Chulo. (laughs) He's
0: back, basically, and he's brought, more importantly than him being back, he's brought a signing from ECW, a lady who went there with the name of Miss Congeniality down there. It's Lita. So Lita's on the roster. Not on the show, but it's just a nice... She's there. Weird Latino Alita who just doesn't speak and points at S.A. Rios with a smile (laughs) on her face. But give her time. Six-man match at WrestleMania? How does that sit with people? I don't know. It's it's not not a bad idea. You know, I mean... You can't really do a main event
1: six-man tag. I mean, the mid-card is the only place to do it. It's multi-man matches. But, I mean, it's just the fact that it's, it's been so many multi-man
0: matches in so one pay-per-view. Yeah, someone could have been benched, I think, in some of these matches. Eddie finally wrestling. He's got that elbow pad though. Fucking hell, the size of the thing. It's bigger than him. Yeah. He's got a, a John Cena elbow, has he? Definitely. No, he's got a very. He had a dislocated his elbow. It's Ooh. a nasty, um, nasty, nasty injury. But start things off, Eddie Guerrero and Scotty 2 go hell for leather. Great, great, these great. Two nice work amazing yeah. these two. Together. Sky Hardy is like a guy who can just straight out go. like. He can work with anyone, it seems, doesn't oh, he? Yeah. Sky Tewaddy gets a nice little run in the Light Heavyweight division shortly after this pay-per-view, which we'll get to reap some of the benefits of. But I think Sky Hardy is definitely a guy that, had he not been so nice, would have been in more situations where him being so good would be apparent. Should have shined, yeah, yeah, definitely. China a little bit. No, miss that. Eddie uh, is is uh, brilliant though because he's like works over Scotty, but as soon as China gets tied in, he Just runs away on his knees. On his knees. As <laughs> <It's, laughs> a kid, I was like, "Why would you do that?" But it makes him look like such a little a coward, like a little kid going ah, running away, and he yeah. put, buries his head in like Dean Valenko's stomach. Like it's so funny. Uh, China dances with Grandmaster Sexy. Perry Saturn comes in. Nick's Grandmaster Sexy's do rag. And, uh, Eddie starts grinding after the moves that he does to kind of send some messages to China. He's yeah. uh, a Tino heat. It's a Tino heat, i.e. his dick. Around <laughs> well, right
1: this point, we get another one of our big grunts of the night. It's, uh, Perry Saturn, just after he's taken the do-rag off Grandmaster Sex so he makes a little, rawr, like, kind of, <laughs> like a bobcat
0: noise. <laughs> what I like about Eddie Guerrero is that even though he's doing all this grinding and blowing kisses at China once or twice, he does just, like, knock her, like, yeah. boom, he, he whacks her off the apron, like, like, what a creep! He's all like, oh, "I love my scene He's like, "Boom, fucking puncher!" Like, you creep! We get the worm times two, not that, the double worm.
2: The move is so over, oh, and crazy. I really don't understand it. Still it's, a, get it. It's, a, it's a move I, I've said before on the podcast. I just I hate the movie. I same, used to it takes ages to happen, but
0: I, I used to get all up about it. But then I'm like, "Fuck it!" You know what? As long as the Rock is out there doing the People's Elbow, no one can point a finger. Yeah but the people's Mm -hmm. elbow is over in like 5 seconds, the worm does go on
1: I mean I still love it for nostalgia's
0: sake but I can totally see why you don't like it But The Rock when he does, by the point we are here with the spinebuster and the stop and the turning and the looking and it's a long, it's comparable, is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, they're on the same length. They're on the same uh, kind of table there, but like, it's just it's a completely
1: different. And longer. Scotty
0: keeps adding to the worm as well. Notice now that there's more bits for him to do. Like he'll put his arm out and be like, bah, bah, and then do the oh, running. Oh yeah, then he the starts shaking. And, yeah, yeah he, he kind of he milks it for all it's worth. But I don't blame him. Eddie Guerrero hinds behind the fucking referee. <laughs> it's amazing. Like mean, China's like punches the referee out of the way, and he has to waist locker to get out. Saturn hits the prettiest Top rope elbow drop Ever Oh my good god Picture perfect yeah. Now I'm a man Who loves a good Top rope elbow And this is one of the nicest I've ever seen So kudos to you Perry Saturn How many times Did Jay Lawler go Latino he So many
2: times But I laughed every time Not just
1: that Adam did uh, No I,
0: I fucking Wound me up <laughs> We're going to get that Every pay per
1: view From now on Billy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I look so forward go, to that Latino Loder- hee- hee- <laughs> he says it. Uh, J
0: Large says it in bed, just lying asleep. Uh, but uh, Jr also keeps because obviously
1: like he's got to like two cool now because their faces. But I get the impression he still doesn't like them deeply. No, he still doesn't like Grandmaster Sexy. Yeah, and you get that from the fact that every time he's like, and China makes the tag there to uh, Grandmaster Sexy, Grandmaster Sexy, <laughs> Grandmaster
0: Sexy? Sexy. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, begrudgingly putting him over at last. Now we got a fucking hot tag coming up right here. Hot tag to China. Holy fuck, break out the Nando scale. She kills the radicals. Yeah. The hot tag of a lifetime. It never stops. Like, you think, okay, it's over now. Then we get two handspring elbows, a double low blow. Like, it's just great. What I reckon this
1: hot tag is on the, the sort of the meter is you've just put loads of ketchup all over your chips. And you're like, great, I've got loads of ketchup here. But then you actually start eating it and you realize, oh, wait, that wasn't ketchup. That was hot sauce all along. And now, <laughs> now it's everywhere. <laughs> Fucking
0: hell, my mouth's burning. Like, no one saw it coming. Oh, man, this was absolutely incredible. More incredible the fact that China's pants broke. Yeah, she managed to keep I didn't even notice that. And you know what, much like Billy Gunn, I'm like kind of hats off for, you know, pulling off the uh the hot tag when you had one arm last week. Hats off to China pulling off the hot tag with, you know, perilously close to her pants coming clean off. Yeah, they, they like sort of
1: ripped really. You could see that she was constantly pulling her back to side. Like, right? Yeah, yeah the, the, the camera told... zoomed
0: up on her, but you could tell it was falling down. Like, she covered for it very well. Because, I, I mean, you know, you know how the fucking fans are. If China's pants fell down and that she was just standing the there, would have killed her career. Yeah. She never would have lived it down. So, yeah, I was uh, quite impressed by that. Eddie Guerrero comes in, gets a cheap shot in China, thinks he's gonna like do a uh, sexy powerbomb on her, but she reverses it. Testament to Eddie Guerrero that like 140-pound China lifts in inverted commas Eddie Guerrero yeah. as he essentially hurricanes himself onto her shoulders and slams himself down. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Not many guys are gonna break their back. So a move can be pulled off that makes him look like a little bitch because he's getting yeah. power by you know by the woman he's pursuing. Like he Flat gets, to him. he gets really put in his place. It's awesome. Sleeper slam to Eddie Guerrero after a press slam as well. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero gets pinned. China and cool win. I oh, yeah, really enjoyed this match. It was a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Really Very enjoyed match. it. Pace was a little bit off, but China's hot tag was like. Yeah, China, so awesome. China had not been great, really, since Survivor Series. You know? nah. It's been flandering, really, with the, the Jericho feud. Oh, boy, you know you love this kind of stuff on your, uh, on your WrestleMania shows? Cut to a contest winner winning a contest. This is fucking awkward. They show up at her house, she's got some smokes on the go and like 10,000 people with her. She's holding a cigarette perilously close to a child's face. She is. Like... Like right in front of her baby. <laughs> Have some of this, Martin, get that down here. Because, yeah, you're kind of like, you're like, well, obviously it's planned because everyone's there wearing wrestling t-shirts. So if they're so intent on putting on a good face, would you not smoke a big old cigarette right in front of your kid, Put please? Put that cigarette out. But like what, I love, <laughs> what
2: I love as well is that they're having a WrestleMania party at their house, and I they would just go alright you lot we're going on a jet we're going to go to Anaheim you just say here look, look after the kids there's the kids just so have a to, good time it, it, was, yeah.
0: it was nice if someone was going to win a contest they are like we've never been on a plane before we've never been to a show before so it was a nice let's moment let leave our kids with all of our friends and then we, yeah we cut back to the binder family and uh, well they're making a little bit of a, a grunt well, there they
3: are from Allentown, Pennsylvania they won the big SDL, congratulations, Bridget and Chris Binder. They fill the same lure king that Mariah Carey uses on her tours. Yeah, check it out. She won those tickets. Congratulations.
0: This <laughs> yeah! yeah! is uh, another one of my grunts of the night. Yeah, she's constantly
4: going. <laughs>
0: this concludes the test of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage, the first thing we see is the Big Show's dick. Surely, after, we pan up to see big nasty bastard. Why did they give him the sexy camera treatment?
1: They do like, you know, the whole typical, like when you see a woman's high heels or whatever, and then they <laughs> slowly go up and like a saxophone is like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's just Big Show with this big fucking gut sticking out. It was honestly like the Naked Gun because they go up these very tanned legs, and you're like, ooh, who's this <laughs> Then you yeah. see a fucking Big Show's big, weird-looking dick right in your face, <laughs> <laughs> and a shirt that says "Big Nasty Bastards." Yeah. Don't worry, we'll save the segment with a fucking shit promo. Yeah. Good God. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment tonight gets unplugged, and Mick Foley will be retired
3: for good. And as far as Triple H goes, game
0: over. The Rock, the most electrified man, I'm going to unplug him. Yeah. <laughs> that hey! 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 Fucking hell. The Rock, more like the Pebble. For, come on. You had all year to come up with this. You're in the main event of WrestleMania. Try you f- harder. you feuded with this man for months. He's berated you constantly. It's like George and Seinfeld when he gets his jerk store comeback line. Fucking Big Show's here thinking, oh, there's no coming back from this. Thing. <laughs> f- Seriously, Big Show, the only way you can gain ground now is to have sex with that man's wife. Because you've been humiliated. <laughs> Jesus. <Kevin. laughs> it's, oh, it's so bad. Shane McMahon has returned. And I don't know if he likes to bet with ridiculous stakes. But out of all the four people in our McMahon and every corner tonight, Shane McMahon has decided to return, the prodigal son, and stake his own claim to the throne and control the show with the big show. Why? Yeah. You, you wouldn't really, would you? What's he seeing him? This kills Shane's character as being a tactician. I know idiot. what I'll do in the Reign of of WrestleMania. I'll get the guy who gets gassed in four minutes. <laughs> the one cool thing they did do with this one, because Shane had been gone for a while, and, uh, you know, Shane, who are Shane's, like, best friends on the roster? Means Street, mean Street Posse. So the Posse come back, and they're like, oh my God, Shane, you're back. We've been doing stuff with, you know, Triple H and Stephanie. Oh, we're so happy you're back. You're a buddy and all that stuff. And Shane's like, Hey, I got an amazing idea for you guys. And he goes to, to Rodney, he's like, How would you like to be the WWF champion? <laughs> and he's like, Excuse me. And then he goes like to 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 Joey, I was like, How would you like to be the most dominant force in wrestling history? And like he goes to Peekass, How would you like to be a best-selling author? And they're like what? And he has them all come out dressed up as the three opponents. So <laughs> Ro- Rodney is like dressed as the Rock. Oh my god! And you can tell they're like this is the greatest shit ever. This is amazing. <laughs> and Shane is clearly doing this because he's our best friend. And like yeah, Shane like has the Big Show come out and destroy all three of them.
2: Oh.
0: which is like a sad moment, but it was like the one cool moment for this these guys' build at least. Yeah, he's excited about being in the main event WrestleMania. Go figure. You cut back to heat. It's Kurt Angle's now ex-manager. This one didn't last long. Bob Backlund with one of my favorite wrestling moments ever. I For, want you to be the best. To become the...
3: Uh, to, to put both titles on the line. Backlund said it was tough love. I want you
0: to be the best. Bwah! <laughs> <laughs> it's up there with go. Bwah. Yeah, seriously. Kurt Angle incensed in finding it tonight in his triple threat match where his European... And Intercontinental Bells are both on the line at the behest of Mr. Backlund who wants to motivate Kurt to be the best ever and Kurt puts him in the crossface chicken wing and ends their relationship.
1: So mean. I
0: love the idea just like at the sight of a challenge, Kurt is like, no! Yeah. <laughs> Bob yeah. was already trying to help. Quite funny. But then we cut to Kurt Angle talking with security, explaining uh, that obviously there's going to be a big ride tonight when he wins. So you know, be ready for that. Also, he says uh, I'm the Ur- Continental champion, which means I'm European champion, but also the Ur- intercontinental champion. <laughs> 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 he points at his belt. Like, so yeah, this is one which I'm looking forward to massively. Mm. It was a
2: match I was looking forward to. Shame it wasn't on the pay per view of my the, the version I was watching. It was, it was a complete mystery, wasn't it? Yeah, because it wasn't on the rip that I had. The only way I could actually watch this match was by finding like a daily motion video with 35 views. Of this match. We figured
1: out that the WWF logo wasn't blurred, so it was clearly, you know, pre-all of that jazz, which meant that it was before the Benoit
0: incident as well. So
1: why was that suddenly left out? You couldn't blame it on that. It's
0: clearly Vince McMahon's personal... YouTuber came. that's where obviously he, what it is where he uploaded it but he edited it out <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so
2: strange because we have Kurt in my version we just had Kurt talking backstage as a security guy then, cut to the next then, match. then we just cut to the next match there's just nothing there uh, well, this is the match which most people had paid
0: as being the best of the night and one everyone was incredibly looking forward to it's YTJ Chris Jericho taking on Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle for both the European And the Intercontinental Championships. In the first fall, it's two out of three falls, I should mention. In the first fall, it's going to be for the Intercontinental Belt. The second fall, for the European Belt. Jericho gets everyone fired up with a nice promo and a very, very futuristic jacket. Yeah. Holographic. He calls Benoit, Mr. Roboto. (laughs) that one out?
2: I don't know why. Why? Because
0: he's such a fucking, like, Benoit when he comes out and JR is like, He's a machine. He's a machine. Benoit's a machine. Oh, he's a machine. It's because
1: like, no, I was expecting him to just mispronounce his name like he does with everyone else, so Roboto is kind of a far cry from Benoit. Oh, my
0: brother used to call him Chris Benoit. Yeah, that's what I I, used to, call, I, I used to call him Chris Benoit. Or uh, Crisp Benoit. Crisp. Crisp Benoit. Walkers <laughs> to the ring. was <laughs> <Benito is> coming. <laughs> oh, goodness. Kurt Angle comes out, he's got the double gold. Jericho and Benoit... It, you know it's a good match when you're kind of like, shit, I wish Kurt Angle wasn't here so these yeah. two get at it. And Kurt Angle's amazing. But yeah, like I said earlier with uh, Jeff and Bubba, Chris, the two Chris's here, Jericho and Benoit, absolute magic every time these guys uh
1: um, one of my favorite rivalries of the absolute mm,
0: just in terms of match quality alone uh, all three men are involved in all of the action throughout this there's no fucking naps there's no breaks there's no excuses this is a triple threat this yeah. is a triple threat uh this match if anything is way ahead of its time and you can rarely say that in wrestling like this match is ahead of its time but this is a style that's even for here where we are now it's just like. It's it's too it's like ten years too early almost. Yeah. yeah. The crowd is like not used to this kind of wrestling. Chopfest to start with the two Chris's. Benoit's offense has just got just a, it's amazing intensity. His snap suplexes like oh so snappy. You every, f- can feel the the moves that he's doing. Everything
2: every sound that one of his moves make. His chops to the chest, such a dull heavy thud. Yeah. It just looks so painful.
0: Like I Chris Benoit, he's not gonna injure. You. But he certainly ain't gonna take it easy, and like him and Jericho both kind of straight away tap into that kind of Japanese mentality. Almost they fucking hit hard in this one. Uh, a million beautiful suplexes in this one. Mm. Uh, an amazing corner sunset flip spot as well with a like, Jericho flipping over, but then. Uh, Benoit getting the bridge. Angle locks in the crossface chicken wing at one point, but then we get Air Canada and Chris Benoit pins Y2J within a few minutes to become the Intercontinental Champion. It's weird that being the first fall, given that it's the it's, bigger belt. Yeah, I, I was confused by that. And Benoit winning the Intercontinental Belt is a fucking huge deal. He's not been that long. He's not. No, you're right. And out of all the radicals, he's the guy very much getting the kind of uh, the boy straight away. But the yes. crowd are kind of like. All right, yeah, but there's still matches
1: go. It's not as significant as it should be to win the Intercontinental Belt. His
0: moment is forgotten, really. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's weird as well, because as soon as he wins, they just cut to the arena, and then they have the European <laughs> yeah. thing. There's no point. We already know... What's happening? Yeah, you don't need that. And- I
0: think the match maybe does like two or three falls. Good idea, two belts on the line. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just a little too convoluted. On paper, it's a cool idea, but then when yeah, you
2: think so. about
1: it, and it's like, yeah, but wait, we don't actually get a time to take in the fact that Chris Benoit is now the IC champ, it sort of diminishes. Or
0: even that bit. Kurtz really lost that belt, yeah, or that Chris Jericho didn't win that belt back. Yeah. Those are all important things, and we lose a lot of it here. Uh, all three men head up top. Think we're gonna get some sort of shakara s up here, but we get Benoit with the top rope back drop onto Y2J. An angle immediately after those two goes for the moonsault. They both roll out of the way. Oh god! Right in the guts. Y2J locks in the walls of Jericho, but Chris Benoit breaks it up. The timing here during these sequences is amazing. All three men are on the move, mm. and it's just no one is out of sync, out of time. It's so precise. Double powerbomb to Kurt. By Chris Jericho, it's a real like gut check time because he's wrestled for like 15 minutes. He has to get cut up for this. Then we get multiple German suplexes from Chris Benoit. Amazing maneuver. One I, I think we only saw before with uh, with Owen Hart. Like that's a move I love very much. Yeah. The, the multiple Germans, dragon suplex from Chris Benoit as well. We try to get a bridge, but Kurt's shoulders aren't down. And fucking Tim White on a roll here. fucking up again. Just starts counting when Kurt has his shoulder up. Yeah. Dim White is Jim Roster's Christmas. <laughs> fucking Jim White gets knocked out then and he fucking deserves it. Crossface on Jericho. Jericho taps, but there's no referee. Then the walls of Jericho and on Benoit. He taps, but there's still no referee. Angle with the gold. Tim White comes to, Y2J kicks out, and this is just incredible stuff. Jim Ross goes, Chris Benoit, he's going to come home back to Edmonton tonight, a winner. Thinking he's going to get all the gold, and Cherry with the line of the century just goes, What's in Edmonton? He lives there. <laughs> and then he just goes, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's his
4: reaction.
0: To- yeah, I that. <laughs> Air Canada misses We get the Lion Salt Y2J gets the fucking bronze medal The European Championship yeah. The real story here Angle is incensed There's been two falls Two belts He's without any gold And he wasn't involved In either finish And it's he all Backlund's fault He looks so upset It's brilliant And that's going to bring out Kurt Angle's jerk side because... The frustration. It's, yeah, it's easy yeah. to have someone like Kurt Angle win all the time and then be super smiley and happy, but you really got to get that mean side out of him when shit like this happens to him and he acts like such a jerk. Incredible match. Don't know if the crowd was into it all the way, maybe again, because it was so different to what we yeah. were doing. Towards
2: the end they were, you know, when, when Jericho kicks out at, you know, like, two and a half, there's a huge pop there I I think... Um, they were into the drama, but not the right Yes, yes maybe. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so, yeah.
0: But uh, definitely great. And uh, a sign of great things to come. And a massive moment for Benoit getting that belt. Like that's... We obviously see something mm, in him. Yeah. Well, Rightfully so. Yeah, I think... You know what? You I mean, He's coming out as a WCW champion. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. It's, it's expected at least. But yeah, I mean... Compared to last month where Benoit was getting stink-faced and whatnot. that <laughs> this man is very much going to be like the core of that upper mid-card spot. Which is awesome. Next night on Raw. Chris Jericho would lose his European Championship. The only one he held in his career. To Eddie Guerrero, oh. when China betrays Chris Jericho Whoa. and joins up with that no good Latino scumbag Eddie Guerrero, that no good Jezebel, and what start it starts off as an amazing like heel team, which is like China is for whatever reason totally into this fucking creepy grease <laughs> ball. and like yeah, it's nice that her and Jericho are officially done. Sadly, that doesn't last it, because the two are just so wacky and over the top. Yeah. Very much quite quickly, we're going to see China and Guerrero as faces because Guerrero is just too entertaining and it's too funny. You can't hate him. So it's nice the idea of like Eddie and China being this weird kind of Bonnie and Clyde type thing. We're not really going to get it. Yeah, that's a shame. um, It's a shame, yeah. But at least fucking China and Jericho are doing yuck. Hold off there one second, past boys. It's uh, it's only time for the bully caption contest, Adam. Here we go again. Well, remember the last time we did a caption contest and there were loads of really, really good captions and then I was in the other country and I thought me doing a caption contest on my own and tittering to myself at everyone I read out (laughs) would be a bit weird. A little weird, yeah. And that's literally a a case of history being wasted because the picture that we had for No Way Out it was only the big boss man with a towel on his head. Yeah, it was a damn good one. Oh, well. was, there were so many good ones. And don't get me wrong, we laughed a lot, but it just feels like the moment is gone. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Damn immigration. But we have got the caption du jour, or the picture du jour, I should say. It's uh, coming up later in this event, not much of a spoiler alert, but Mick Foley, who has been ridding the world of barbecue pork ribs, as he's mentioned... Uh, decided in the main event to take a bit of a high-risk maneuver. And halfway through, realizes that he's not the man from WCW in 1992. He's the man of WrestleMania 2000 in Anaheim, California in the year 2000. Uh, it's sad. It, it is sad. You can but... hear our thoughts on that, line. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think we, we put out the call for people to get captions to this one. Yes. I think this was good because a lot of the other ones before I thought there were... They were they were not, not so much loaded, but they could only they go a certain al- direction. They were
1: already funny pictures, whereas this one's more open to interpretation. At least,
0: like, like you have to make it funny yourself. After Armageddon, I don't think we can ever make a supermarket sweet joke <laughs> ever again. All right, we'll start with the best one and we'll uh, we'll go on because this one was just immaculate. Yeah, we had a, a lot of people had variants on this, but this was the first one and this was the best one. Hi, I'm Mick Foley, and welcome to Cactus Jackass. <laughs> Fucking go. That is. Perfect. Uh, in the spirit of things, we had many people independently coming up this one, either posting pictures, uh, you know, variations of the theme. Wow. I'm gonna make it! I'm gonna make it! I'm king of the world! <laughs> <laughs> ah, ooh, ah, ee, ah, ah, ah. Where's my table spot? Oh, for fuck's sake. One giant leap for mankind. <laughs> I get it. It's only a game show. McFoley is taking flight. He's gonna snooker his ribs tonight. <laughs> He's failing his
1: aim, though he didn't quite hit that right. He's getting rolled in the ring, pedigree time tonight. Big break.
0: That seems very, very why good. Why do birds? Why do birds? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for singing. You didn't let me do my warm-ups. Like. Um, this is a good one. I've made a huge mistake and it free frames to Hello Darkness, my little friend. <laughs> for God's sake this oh this one Luke Jemmet this was gold because I always like captions that have a bit of work put into them mm. Mick Foley sound through the air there halfway through this is read in a Freddie Posse voice by the way gravity an infinite force that humbles our own mortality leaps from turnbuckles that are crafted from gods among men and defy the very laws of nature like the mythic Spanish announced tables of <laughs> ancient Greece unbreakable never to be forgotten welcome to WrestleMania, <laughs> where legends live forever. Fucking hell! Today, Daddy, my brother Mick will be meeting his destiny. Oh, fu- I'm sick of the destiny tracks. <laughs> Not pictured a man who retired. <laughs> no, make way for Foley! <laughs> I said, make way for Foley, a bloated gas pack. <laughs> Flappy Foley now available on Android and iOS. I didn't expect the Spanish announce table. Nobody expects oh, this. Oh, for fuck's sake! And that one was sent in by my dad. <laughs> Cactus Jack was told that humans can't fly, and he responded by soaring with the grace of Mr. Blobby shot out of a catapult. Jesus, there's an image. Here's a good one. Yeah! Yeah! Yahoo! <laughs> Mamma Mia! Good impression. That's not flying, that's falling with style. A lot of ones here as well, because if you know it's Hebner casting a bit of an eye up as this is all happening yeah there are a lot look. of ones vary on the theme which is Earl Hebner looking oh, at wait, yeah selling stuff selling his uh, bootlegging it. I'm worried we have really like I thought it was like common knowledge that the Hebners were a yeah, bit apparently carny apparently not I think we've actually we're probably going to get an email from his lawyers at some point I think. <laughs> the Hebner estate like he's already bootlegging our podcast anyway so. Mick Foley showing that year 2000 was indeed a leap year fuck me. Who that jumping out the sky, mick foley here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it, this is great. Damn it, Triple H, that's my chef, boy RD. <laughs> Something i pointing out that Foley's pants do look comfy and snow. Something I've never mentioned on the podcast. No, I
1: mean, just around the house. I'm I mean, it.
0: for around the house, the Mick Foley slacks, I almost take it as a given. As soon as Foley's knees gave way to the extent that he was wrestling in those pants... I but want them. I think the difference is that we
1: always see wrestling pants that you want to wear as loungewear, whereas McFoley wears loungewear as wrestling pants and also so.
0: formal attire. I have to go now. My home planet needs me. Note: Mick Foley died on the way back <laughs> to his home <laughs> planet. I like this is good because it's obscure and it shows that this guy is a next-tier Glag gay community member. Oh. I hope this gets me that Air Flight magazine cover. Oh, oh, oh that's an old gold reference. star for you, sir. Great job. You know that Mick Foley, the dropping elbows nationwide. Oh, what's Sarola fatty for this Mick Daddy. Light that butt up and say, "Leaping ain't easy." Brilliant. Oh, and this one, absolute top fucking tier right here. It's just Frazier The clip. I am wounded. <laughs> Glorious stuff. Those were some of the best. You know what? We had nearly 300 fucking responses. Right, I'll check these out later then in my own Um, time. Keep in mind, we do read them all. Uh, Thank you very much for sending them all to questions at (laughs) aepodcastshow.com. We get coffee for the working man there. Thanks very much for entering the caption contest. Good stuff as always, guys. Keep them coming. I think it's uh, ugh, time to go back in time to WrestleMania 2000. Oh, do we have to? Oh no! Oh no! The time portal's opened up again. No! 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 Backstage, Mickey C is with Vince McMahon, who made his glorious return to WWF a few weeks ago. We'll get into exactly what it was he did before the main event. All we need to know is that he's back, and he tells everyone that he's going to make it right tonight.
1: most boring promo Vince McMahon's ever done in his career, yeah. I think. Face Vince, like, Yeah, you so know? dull.
0: Yeah, can't, can't get too much out of him. Coming up next... Sponsored by Zinuji. Like I fucking. Yeah, that is your most Joe Rogan-esque one, yeah. Coming up next! It's Z-Generation Zex, pounded by Zion. Enough! It's X-Pac and the Road Dog Jesse James taking on Rick Kane-she, my dream team right here. It's like my favorite big guy and your favorite yeah, big guy. I put them down as Kane and Quiche. I thought that had a nicer ring to that's, it.
2: That's Kane and Quiche, I like both of them.
0: The other one I had was a Quiche, but there's like red bell peppers in it, it's quite spicy. No. If you had to uh, summarize the tag team as a dish,
1: as a key, ki- you know, as a quiche, we do this all the time. Yeah, <laughs> a regular occurrence.
0: Alrighty, Yeah, we get the uh, another track off the Aggression soundtrack, which is Run DMC with their remix of the DX theme. I've always liked that. I fucking hate it. No, I've always liked that version. You call it a version? It's a fucking ringtone. A <laughs> ringtone. I got, I got. It. It's just the same over and over again.
1: I think we can at least agree that it's better than pimpin' a and a easy man. I'm noticing a
0: theme here for fucking aggression. It's the best ten-second compilation of it. They're vines, not songs. Yeah. It's not
1: aggression that the Dudley Boys sing on, is it? Damn it, I was hoping we could bring that up. Another, another time, sadly.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yes, in the spirit of letting my co-hosts, comrades, and colleagues cover some of the shorter and more underwhelming matches to ease the burden. <laughs> fucking <dickhead. laughs> Absolute prick. Billy, want to take us through the battle of the ages as DX take on... Right, this is seriously just kind of a uh, get everyone on the show. The mm, issues yeah. are done between these guys. But Completely. anyway... Kane and Rikishi taking on x Park and the Road Dog.
2: Okay, so DX come out, and uh, JR just runs down who's in this team here. We get x Park, the Jezebel Taurus, <laughs> and Road Dog. <laughs> Who I'm mostly okay with. Uh, Road Dog gets in the ring, does a little rap, which is more or less Ugh. the same thing that he did on the... Uh, Exclusive footage after a... Uh, He's all
0: jazzed up, isn't he? Yeah. He's all on the rapping now, Billy Gunn's gone. And of course, he, with his unsubtle reference here, Let's get stinky like some bud. Yeah. Who wants to smoke weed? <laughs> Let's smoke some marijuana like two people who would smoke marijuana.
2: <laughs> uh, Rikishi comes out and uh, Joe again has another great line. He's like, easily over 400 pounds... And he will back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> he just shouts at like, it.
0: comes just out of nowhere. Stood up at starts shaking. <laughs> like that—that's a fucking guarantee, right yeah. there.
2: Like. Uh, Kane comes into the ring. Barrett immediately uh, is goes to oh, Paul. Uh, Bear goes, is is with him. Yeah, be- Bear be. is with him, and he goes up to Tori and says, "You will go to hell." And she just slaps him across the face. Uh, he just chases after her again, yeah. which we had last time. For
0: me, it was immediately a sign this was not going to be a very long match. No. They did no, that really in the long. opening 10 seconds. Like uh,
2: Kane goes around the other side and uh, goes to uh, grab her whilst X-Pac and Road Dogg take on Rikishi. Uh, Kane grabs Tori by the throat. X Pac clocks him from behind. Then we get Rikishi asses Road It's not called the Stink Face yet. I don't. No, think. He's still. No. Sh- so I'm just going to call it the ass. Um, ass. Road <laughs> dog once got sick
0: after the this. <laughs> <laughs> like shoot, shoot sick. Oh. It, no. it was just before he was let go for like you know addiction problems, and he was like all over the place. And I oh, had a match. Mature- no. Imagine Road Roadog all fucked up, And Rikishi on his ass. And, oh! <laughs> No more! Oh fuck's
4: sake!
0: He—Rikishi yeah. <laughs> rubbing his ass. You're gonna get clean. You're gonna get clean. I <laughs> it was broken. We're actually going to take. Oh, we're going to have to take five. That's one of the most tragic things I've
2: ever heard. Of in wrestling. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. She, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rikishi tries to uh, ask Tori, but she's uh, pulled out of the way before he can do it. Uh, DX immediately I'm just going to call him DX yeah, yeah. Yeah. DX trying to leave but uh, Kane and Rikishi them back get a bronco buster to Rikishi a road dog uh, tag just jabs Rikishi <laughs> slap, uh, slaps his own ass for some reason he almost sort of sets up for the, the shake rattle and her all doesn't does I mean just sort of palms him in the nose. Yep. Yeah. Which is look, it's, we know as a fact. That can that can hurt Sumo know, quite strike. A lot. A palm strike, yeah. The proper palms him in the nose, um all the while Rikishi is just no selling absolutely everything. <laughs> Road dog uh, pins Rikishi, just chucks him off. Just nothing is working against Rikishi. I think it's around
1: this point we actually get my uh like Grun of the Night, we
2: finally got oh, one excellent. that we can settle on here. It's when Road Dog's
1: doing the shaky leg drop. Uh, he just goes, Yeah, yeah! Which is like Oh, God, that was brilliant. The closest we're going to get to a Glarge, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded sort of a, like a Glagay. A Yargar. Maybe he's doing a sort <laughs> of a, a protest move to bring back Jeff Jarrett to the company. <laughs>
2: Rikishi does an unnecessary camo roll to, uh, to get to oh, Kane. Oh, yeah. Just tags him in, just doing badass. a little camo roll. Gets a little pop, though. Is that I think? Agility. Rikishi, Rikishi could do anything, and it'll get a pop. Yeah. Kane Irish whips uh, X-Pac into the corner, and X-Pac is thrown so hard he actually leaves his feet <laughs> from an Irish whip, and it looks terrifying. Paul Bearer throws uh, Tori into the ring, and she gets asked. And now we're getting very much to the last spot of the night. Which is tombstone to X Pac and the one, two, three. Good thing that Tori was uh we got a revenge on
0: Tori for the millionth time, like. Yeah. yeah. Maybe well, this, this time it'll stick. You know this, what happens if you betray
2: Kane? You get tombstone four times and fucking stink face. <laughs> this match didn't need to happen. Nah. No. Nah. They, nah. they should've they should have had Kane win at the last pay-per-view. See
0: for, End it. For me, what happened here was I think we were missing an important part of this, which was I think we need to have Kane out in the ring. And then x and Road Dog cut a promo on him and then walked down the ring going, well, we're going to come to you. Yeah. And then Rikishi to come out and maybe save Kane for a down And then Teddy Long to come out <laughs> and make it into a tag team match.
1: Why was Kane and Rikishi together, actually? Like, is it, it Rikishi,
0: Rikishi had problems with the regime. Kane had problems with the regime. That's it. That's it. Tenuous, fucking. Right. Uh, very tenuous. So yeah, I mean, it, it was there was nothing bad about the match. It was four minutes though, and it was yeah. again. A day to exist. It's after just... another kind of a bit of a kind of a jumbly six man, this just felt, yeah, yeah. No, was wasn't fine with this. So devalued yeah, devalued the
2: feud again. JR says Tori has a terminal case of ass breath. King just goes yeah.
0: what. It's a, it was a nice kinda of good guy moment, I suppose. But the real antics come after the match, as this lasted longer than the match Neither itself. Real. Yeah. Yeah. It's Which is ridiculous. The chicken comes out. Along with, too cool. along with Tukul. Along with Tukul. And Tukul cool, got the glasses for Rikishi. And Kane and Paul Barry just stand there. I was
2: so frightened that Kane was going to start dancing. Thank you, Billy. Because thank you. I, I was so scared this was going to happen. Because if Kane dances, that's Kane, this Kane absolutely ruined.
1: I, I said this to Kevin earlier, like, don't you fucking dare let him dance now. And Kane's like, but he did the Kane-a-rooney, like, in uh, in the future. I, mean, yeah. I got three simple words. Kane-a-rooney. But he did that long after they'd already ruined Kane. So, like, True. this is good Kane here. And like you say, he just stands in the corner and watches everything. I just think Paul. It's,
2: he's going to start getting involved. He's the tension so of Kane
0: just standing there in the corner, not knowing what he's going to do. The chicken comes out, and Jerry Lawler's like, "It's Pete Rose, man! We yeah. all know what's going to happen." It, it ruins this poem because it's not. They all start dancing, Akishi dance. You know, Kane's just standing there with Paul Bear. The chicken is actually just the chicken. Pete Rose then comes out and tries to jump Kane for the third year in a row, and again, I wish they didn't say this because it would have been a nice, yeah. uh, it would have been a nice surprise. He gets chokeslammed for his troubles, and then the stink face, yeah. he corpses all. The oh way. yeah, he's
2: yeah. just getting, a, he's got a big Samoan ass in his face.
0: He's just going, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's great because um, he takes it all on the chin. He's smart. I yeah. didn't take the proper stink face. You have a lean back, doesn't get up your nose. But um, Paul Barry doing the crotch chops to Pete Rose. Yeah. Uh, sadly, this is the last appearance of Paul Bear on the podcast. Aww. Who was I think he was very much a favorite early in the early days of the podcast. Yeah, definitely one of the best promo guys they had on the roster. His role was very much made considerably smaller once he was aligned with Undertaker again. Nice uh, him his little bit here with Kane. Again, we've marked out about it so many times now the the Kane's return to Raw with Paul Bear from 2000 that alone, that's like career moment. Mm. I'm sad to see Paul Bear go. What do you guys think? I mean, you know, oh, I'm very sad to see him. I'm go, I'm I a big know.
2: fan of Paul Bear, so it's sorry to see him go now. Problem with Paul Bear, as
0: amazing as he is, and I think he's one of the best managers ever, but sadly there's a guy who can only be
2: put with two guys. Yeah. yeah. Really? They never they never had any other. a They've never had, had any of the guys since. Well,
0: you've had, you had Mankind Invade and, and whatnot, yeah. but I mean, it was always. You can either have a guy or a guy to go after The Undertaker, no one else. And considering how good his promos are, you could get a lot of guys over, could do with a fucking Paul Bear. Yeah. So that was almost his. That's one thing I would say about his career. It was almost like his WWF career, he was. Too limited by his too character. Too limited by his character. And his character was amazing, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's a shame because, you know, he maybe didn't get to, to really. Test the waters with some other guys. They but should have
1: brought in that third brother of destruction and yeah. they just keep bringing in more and yeah. more brothers. So over, it was going to be really a third is. brother of destruction. Just, was it really?
0: Yeah, Joe, you know it was going to be. No. It was going to be Luke Gallows. Really? really? Yeah. It was going to be Kane, Undertaker, and Luke so there you go sorry when did this become the fucking the good brother big LG podcast <laughs> right? fucking chilling this guy's shit non-stop, but no that, that's that's true final moment about that and a nice little moment how weird this whole segment was Kane's music plays his pyro goes off and too cool dance slowly to his yeah. music backstage Colonel Clink Kevin Kelly he's with The Rock
3: the time has drawn near we're literally at ground zero Rock It's time. Twelve months, twelve months ago. After every interview, after every run-in, after every backstabbing, after every win, after every loss, after everything they've thrown at the rock, and after everything the rock has thrown back. After every choke slam, after every mandible claw, after every pedigree, the rock says this. Is if he could do it all over again, he will say, finally, the Rock has come back to WrestleMania! And The Rock says this, it's not about the lights. It's not about the cameras, the glitz, the glamour. It's not about Stephanie's marriage to Triple H. It's not about the McMahon family saga. It's not about Mick Foley's final match. It sure as hell ain't about the Big Show. The Rock says it's about the WWF Championship. And The Rock says if he has an ounce of sweat to spill, if The Rock has an ounce of shred, a blood to drop, then The Rock says tonight he's gonna do exactly what he does best, and that is go out there and lay the smack it down on their candy asses. The Rock says he will do it for the millions and millions of Rock's fans. Do whatever it takes because The Rock, the people's champ, says tonight is the night. If you smell what The Rock is cooking.
0: Now there is a fucking promo worthy of Wrestlemania. That's how yeah. you Wrestlemania. how you don't Wrestlemania. No promo package for the main Nothing. event. Nothing. That stinks. We've got a convoluted,
1: complicated as fuck storyline that goes back from January that's led to having a four-way full, a full in the main event of Wrestlemania with four McMahon's, one in each corner. Do you I'm not, not think you should maybe clarify it. and explain a little bit? Well,
2: what, what bit we about. do get though is Michael Clark Duncan is here. So is Martin Short. And look, it's Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Screech, he like clearly like was
0: just jumping someone else's fucking uh, moment. He like really aggressive. He's like, he's <laughs> in the background. But yeah, it's our main event: Mick Foley taking on the Big Show, taking on the Rock, taking on Triple H. For the WWF Championship. For the first time in the history of the WWF. We're having the title decided in the main event WrestleMania. In a four way match.
2: Too many people.
0: Okay, like, hate four ways.
2: Like, eight people are attached to this match. Yes. <laughs> we have Linda
0: McMahon in Foley's corner. Shane McMahon in Big Show's corner. Vince McMahon in The Rock's corner. And Stephanie McMahon in Triple H's corner. And McMahon in every corner. Now off the bat need to maybe discuss the story, just to how we got to this point.
2: I have no idea.
0: No, after no way out, it yeah. seemed like Big Show versus Triple H. Yeah. yeah. It was deemed that the match that Big Show had with Rock was screwy, so for whatever reason, let's have that match again. They had that match to decide the number one contender for WrestleMania. It was Rock versus Big Show. Vince McMahon reappeared after being in exile for seemingly, you know, it was three a good three months. So yeah. it was longer than when he left forever. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that put that into perspective. Longer than when he left forever, he came back and it was great because it just cut backstage and again it was these moments where it felt like this is too unfair. What's going on? The limo opens, the shoes come out, and it's fucking Vince. The crowd goes a shit, and you see straight away like. Uh, Triple H's like, hey, no, 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 you can't go out there, man. He's, boom, clocks fucking Triple H, Fair goes way. out, like, helps The Rock win, and he's like, um, you know, The Rock's going to WrestleMania, I'm going to make sure that this Triple H and Stephanie bullshit ends. Like. And he's like, oh, okay, this is awesome. Next week, Shane McMahon is unhappy because Big Show is out of the match, even though he beat The Rock, and blah, blah, blah. It's been going on since the Rumble. So they decide, Triple H decides that, okay, we can have, you guys can both have your match. And Linda's like, okay, Linda decides, because she's a CEO, that they're going to have triple threat match which was meant to be the main event for Wrestlemania but they're gonna have it on Raw fucking and out. it's gonna be Triple H versus The Rock versus The Big Show but the stipulation stipulation is Triple H is like basically we have that match that's the only time we can ever have that match so Triple H who's running the show's master dastardly plan is to not defend the title at Wrestlemania fucking hell that match Ugh. we saw just there would have been the main event Ugh. that's even for heel logic that's stupid they have the match, the Triple Threat. Triple H manages to win. And then Triple H is like, yeah, I did it. I managed to overcome the odds. No match at WrestleMania. Linda McMahon comes out, and she's like, a few weeks before WrestleMania, she says, there's one man here who is going to be in the main event at WrestleMania. It's now four-way. She brings back Mick Foley, who hasn't been seen in maybe five or six weeks. Yeah. Foley's now in the main event. The match is different. We can go ahead. The gimmick being... Foley just wants to main event WrestleMania, and he says he always planned to retire after WrestleMania, irrespective. It's just one night. If he wins the belt, the title is vacated. There'll be a tournament of backlash. Okay. Who oh, thanks very much, WWE. People would have rather listen to a fucking nice little package with Freddie Bassie instead yeah. of out of breath Kevin <laughs> who's sweaty you
2: know telling what, you. We should just put some more casual music behind you, so it'll yeah, that's it. what we'll do. Yeah.
1: Boom. You know, what I like when someone wins the Royal Rumble. And then they fight the champion at Wrestlemania. That's that's really quite good, I think. That's, that's normally quite a good match.
0: Yeah. yeah this isn't that... No, um, it's it's an attempt to spice things up. And you know what? You don't need to be doing this hot shot shit. WCW at the moment is dead on its fucking feet. I don't care what anyone says, though. And it's awful. The ratings are tanking. They could have done a basic Rock
2: Triple H. Yeah. And it would have been a great match. It would have been an amazing match. As we match. see a bit later on. Yeah, you know,
0: that's one thing about the, the Monday Night Wars... Or just the fact that another rival company existing, it scares them into jumping the gun. Or they just do it themselves. Because in my mind, ideally, Triple H would have won the belt at SummerSlam, kept it until now, and then would have had it against the Rock in this match. Then you would have had the Rock finally getting getting, overcoming overcoming this monster Triple H. All, oh, all oh, for Foley and show getting their moment in the spotlight, but it just muddies this whole thing up. Completely. Their stories don't need to play out in the main event. Mm. No. But here we go anyway. So Rock coming out with Vince McMahon is quite an awesome sight. Very strange sight. Yeah. I know it's like it, it sums up it's like WWF is doing awesome. Here's the Rock's music and Vince McMahon do the BMF. <laughs> <laughs> it's symbolic more than anything. Big pyro, Paul White Shane McMahon, whose gimmick is that he's woken the sleeping giant. The only thing he seems to have done is give him a shitty fucking fake gold chain and put a big nasty bastard on. I'm going to wake up the sleeping giant by putting a rude word on him. <laughs> yeah.
2: I also enjoyed Big Show counting in his own pyro, which just goes, One, going, one, two, three, <laughs> fire! <laughs>
0: H coming out with Steph. So evil. Stephanie looks like such a Jezebel. She slapped Linda on SmackDown. Uh, you don't get lower than that. like yeah. She's slapping everyone. She slapped Shane. She slapped Vince. Oh, she's uncontrollable. Of course, Foley coming out with Linda, who looks very, very awkward here.
2: Yeah, Linda is... Um...
0: Well, as we said before, bless her. A bless her. She's not a performer. <laughs> yeah. like. she is not. And yet here she is getting her WrestleMania moment. Start things off. It goes quite simply straight from here. Big Show just dominates everyone, and Shane's all like, "Yeah." And you know, <laughs> so it happens. anytime Big Show's in a multi-man match, he dominates. You know, he does some. Uh, he does some nice spots here. He does the sleeper kind of reversal on Foley. He doesn't kill him this time, so he's, mm. he's eased yeah. up a little bit. Foley, Triple H, and The Rock all team up in a real kind of dream team moment. All like triple punching the Big Show, all taking turns, clotheslining him. And before you know it, uh, Shane McMahon interferes, grabs the rock, but Foley clocks Big Show with its chair. We've no DQ here tonight, folks. Rock bottom on the Big Show, and within a few moments, Big Nasty Bastard himself is going back to his big nasty locker room. On, yeah. What, three or four minutes he made it? Yeah. Yeah, rubbish. Shane McMahon obviously incensed by this that so he's backed the wrong horse. Take note of it. This is number one. How many times does McMahon's interfering in tonight's proceedings? Number one. Ding. Triple H attempts to parlay in a really amazing moment of panto. I think we all love this when there's guys yeah. that kind of, what? You point at you and me point at me are going to point back and forth <laughs> and then punch slap him. him. And they do that with, you know, Triple H does it with Foley and Foley's like, no. Triple H does it with the rock and the rock nods and goes... Fuck yeah.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I'm always worried when something like that happens to The Rock because, regardless of whether he is a face, there's always a chance with The Rock. Oh, part of his, he's he's it's lost part, your trust, does not he? Bella? No, but it's, it's part of his character. It's like, whilst he is friends of Mick Foley, mm. he does won that belt. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he's and, friends with Mick. Same could be said for Austin, so just as, the back of your yeah, mind. So, as soon as The, the Rock says, Yeah, uh, okay, then I will help you beat up Mick Foley. and then as soon as he turns around and punches Triple H in the face I'm marked out <laughs> oh marked great. out hard this is like
0: one of the things this match has going for it is these like little moments within the match that her- harken back to previous moments yeah. and seeing The Rock and Mick Foley at Wrestlemania on the, same page. on the same page beating up Triple H the guy who like put them all that shit when he got them in the pink slip on the pole match and all that it was a really good feel good moment Foley gets the barbed wire which is amazing hits Triple H he like runs away all scared we have the double arm DDT and then Mr. Socko we have not seen in a dog's age Rock comes in, smacks Triple H with the gold sets up for the people's elbow but then no betrayal, Mr. Socko on The Rock, the crowd fucking boo this shit <laughs> yes they do. Holy had it in fuck. the bag like. you could have killed Triple H there and then and this happens a lot in this match which is guys breaking up pins even though it's an elimination match or breaking up big moves it makes everyone look stupid.
2: Yeah, yeah. there was no need for I mean. But obviously, if you want to just have these little moments where Mick, you know, betrays the Rock and stuff, have them. But don't interrupt a pin. Yeah. Wait, yeah, wait till he's done. The people. Though, surely, though, surely, surely, what Mick wants is Triple H because he said it himself. He wants to kick Triple H's ass. Yeah. Mm. Let Rock do that. Well, I know, I know they they try and gloss over it by saying over Mick wants to kick his asses himself. Well, yeah, that's... So
0: just let it happen. Well, I think what happens here is that, yeah, Triple H low blows them both. And then Vince McMahon slides in a chair, which is uh interference spot number two. When well, then we get uh, Foley gets to work on The Rock, It's a double-armed DDT, and Foley and The Rock team up. And it makes some sense, because Foley has this look in his eyes, like, we'll get rid of him, then it'll be me and you, the way it's meant to be. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. you took my career. I've yeah. got something to prove. So at least Foley was arranging it. I guess. But I don't like seeing Foley beating up fucking Rock with with Triple H. That shit ain't gonna fly. That ain't gonna fly. Heartbreaking stuff for the kids out there. Brawl outside. Foley goes into the stairs. Holy fucking hell his knees. Foley noticeably this match was very very much last minute. He described what he'd been doing between No Way Out and Now which was trying to rid the world of pork ribs. (laughs) One barbecued rack at a time. Brilliant. It shows. He, it does show, though, he's, yeah. He's not, like, where he was
2: beforehand. Even in, even in the face, he doesn't look. He just... He just, yeah. he's, he's ill.
0: Yeah, because he's all fucking tired and sore, and he's meant to be retired. But yeah, it's just kind of... It's it's hard seeing him in this position again after seeing him go out so strong at, at No Way Out, I suppose is the point. Foley gets the stairs and clocks the rock with him. Here it comes, the spot for which this match and sadly this pay-per-view is really fondly or unfondly remembered. Spanish announce table gets set up. Triple H puts the rock on it. Foley climbs up top. We're thinking, cactus jack elbow here. Shades of the uh, the old run WCW. Fucking hell, he doesn't come with an ass's roar of him. No,
2: nah. right on the sternum. Horrible. He really, really
0: hurts himself. Triple H immediately tries to save face by, like, jumping up and down, trying to break the table. Doesn't work. It takes two attempts from Triple H. Was it fate that led to this happening? Was it karma? Was it the three stone of food and Mick Foley that we? <laughs> I mean, who? He, he like he sails like a stone. Yeah, he just doesn't make it anywhere not near. Not even. Oh, we shouldn't have tried it. No, it was not right needed. Really, and really, like the crowd are laugh. Yeah, it's, it's it looked, horrible, it's embarrassing. Moment. And like you get the whole thing. You come back for your retirement, and this happens. This is what you come back for. It's horrible. Jesus Christ! Foley crashes and burns. Triple H in the ring. Pedigrees Mick. We get a kick out though, which is nice. And then a fucking massive chair shot to Mick Foley. And like, you know, you think Foley's still got that last little bit in him. Pedigree onto the chair. And, you know, as he's being pinned, JR is like, God damn it, come on, Mick. Kick out, you can do it. Damn it, no. And like, oh, yeah. Foley's gone. For realsies this time. But you yeah. know what? It's cool because Foley's gone walking away, but he gets one last shot in on Triple H.
1: Yeah, he runs back down with the barbed wire and smacks him
0: in the head. And the yeah, that, that is nice. That, that's his last yeah. moment. Might as well talk about it now. Rudely in the middle of a match. Sorry, but um, Foley's retirement, coming back.
2: Is it real this time now?
0: The next time he wrestles for WWE uh, is WrestleMania 20. So, four years from here. Right. So, he was done, properly done this time. This is a retirement now, yeah. yeah. On paper, it seems fine. Because it's like... The whole thing which is like, yeah, he was meant to main event WrestleMania anyway, and it's just one night, and he just has something left to prove. And geez, weren't those McMahon Helmsley bastards such dickheads for taking his career and his dream from him? He needs this. The match is the performance of the match, I suppose, isn't legendary enough or memorable enough for you to kinda of go, that's worth coming back after. Yeah. No. Is. Yeah. And Foley said it on himself, there's been multiple occasions it's happened in his career. I don't care that he came back at WrestleMania twenty, that's just me. Yeah, because that was truly a
1: part-time appearance. Yeah, I don't mind
0: a guy coming back as a part-timer, but him coming back here week-to-week was... For me, he said that this No Way Out, he should have just put a little stamp on it and be right end of the career there. And he didn't, and he regretted it. And I think this match must have, for him, started an endless cycle of, I need to have a better match than that one. Got
1: to do better than that at WrestleMania. Trying to
0: have another No Way Out level moment to say, right now because foley has his match at wrestlemania 20 and he thinks it's shit but it is and it is and then he has his match at backlash then and then there's that and you know so it's an endless cycle and that's how you end up having foley you know wrestle for as long as he did obviously money comes into it you know he's the first one to admit that it's sad to see your childhood hero go down that route Mm. i've never felt embarrassed for mick foley in any of his appearances post-retirement Bar maybe the time he wrestled Jonathan Coachman on SmackDown. Oh,
1: Jesus. But
0: other than that, I've never truly felt embarrassed. He hated his run. He came back in you know, 2006, did ECW stuff with Edge and all that. Mm. I loved all that. I added up, like, you know, I thought it was amazing. I never really felt bad for him, but I did... Watch this match
1: here. Yeah, well, yeah, like you said it yourself, when he falls like two stone fatter than he used to be right off the top turnbuckle and just smashes his sternum on the announce table, that that image sums it up perfectly, I think.
0: It's just, Him knowing he won't be able to go to Disneyland because he's hurt, like. Yeah, he yeah. should not have come back. Perfect ending of mm. No Way Out. What do you think, Billy? Like, obviously, Foley's a favourite of yours as well. Yeah,
2: um, he should have left it at No Way Out, but at the same time, the creative team. Should know in advance by by the time that you get to No Way Out, you should know what the main event of your WrestleMania is going to be. That's true. You should you should know what it is, and if 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 they still want they obviously still wanted to have Mick Foley there, they should have done something with No Way Out so it wasn't a retirement match, Mm. and or you're fired or something. Yeah. yeah. If if they if they had done that. And Mick Foley had still had the same appearances up until WrestleMania sixteen. He he could have done a lot a hell of a lot better. Mm. Obviously he, he would be out at the same place where he's out, but he would have been better for it. Yeah. And I, I think that's a problem as well, it is they, there seems to be no finality in um, yeah. in, in creative at it's this like, time,
0: and particularly for Foley, it's just like another chapter. just heaps to be added on so yeah, many yeah. times. But this is it for now. We will we will see Foley again. But Ooh, uh, yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah. And we're not we're not shedding a tear for McFoley leaving at all. Don't worry, because honestly, some of the best stuff he's ever done is yet to come. More on that in a later episode. Now it's down to the final two: The Rock and Triple H. Michael Clark, Duncan going ape shit as they brawl outside. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, Rock gets a pile driver on the steel stairs. And JR does the whole stop the match. Rock yeah. can't do it. He sells it. Yeah, so he's, seriously. He's
2: only 27. He can, he can fight another day. Stop the match. Stop the match.
0: You weren't fucking saying that when he was forced to wrestle with a broken neck at Over the Edge 1998. <laughs> fucking Attitude Era podcast. Never forget episode three. <laughs> like. Great finish, a great finisher reversing sequence happens in the ring. They brawl through the crowd, which I felt kind of it was just unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Three, three padding. Triple H goes flying through the table with a suplex from The Rock. Mm. Interference spot number three is Vince McMahon comes out of nowhere and beats the fuck out of Triple H. Jesus. Just like
1: literally just gets involved.
2: Yeah.
0: McMahon interference spot number four. Shane O'Mac comes out and viciously attacks Vince McMahon with a monitor. Vince then goes back on and attacks Shane just fucking guess what's for dinner lads Pota- potato casserole <laughs>
2: keeps cutting to Steph and she's just pulling the most oh my the, the god most, the most generic shocked face <gasps> that yeah. is my father that is Michael
0: Clark Duncan ruins this angle by getting in Shane McMahon's face yeah like
2: like Shane like Shane like does like he does, really, at him it does. And, it, and he makes Michael Clark D- Duncan jump a bit I think there's a little moment the where can, Mike, thing he should have done. Michael Park yeah. Duncan recognizes that he's on camera. and He's just been seen jumping by this tiny, this little, tiny man. little man, so he just goes r- like red in the face and just starts shouting at him. <laughs> Fucking read
0: And the, the camera tries to avoid him for the rest of the night. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um fucking how are we going here? Um uh, Vince McMahon gets busted up by a chair. The stooges are taking him away. It's a really shitty blade drop. He's got a little a little trickle yeah. and he's acting like he's been killed and Jay War's like, he's losing. Blood by the court. Like what, quarter mil? Like come on, like, <laughs> seriously. Back in the ring, Triple H and The Rock take over again and it's fucking great. Yeah. Shows that these two should have just been in the main event as it was, needless to say. Triple H is the barbed wire on The Rock. Shane McMahon interferes, gets clocked before he can do anything. That's number five. And then we get it. The rock bottom. The referee is nowhere to be seen. Scary Vince McMahon returns. Looking all scary. Interference spot. Number six. Kills Shane McMahon. Vince then gets a chair as fucking Triple H is rising. Clocks the rock. Oh my god, it's a
2: swerve! A s- Nonsense. Again, doesn't make any and it sense doesn't, at all.
0: And I've defended so many of the swerves. I have a theory yeah. that Shane hit Vince
1: so hard with that chair that he turned heel as a result. That's the only possible explanation I can
0: My only with. explanation was that The Undertaker put a spell on him. Yeah. There you go.
1: That's got to be it. Because
2: surely, from a kayfabe standpoint, if he doesn't want The Rock to win... Why is he he wouldn't back the Rock? He'd, so, he'd, yeah. have, he'd have backed somebody, and if he wants Triple H to win, he'd just back some loser. Yeah, he'd say, "All right, I'm putting Pete Gas in the main event." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't give a shit." So <laughs> he clocks, he
0: clocks the Rock, he knocks him out. Rock gets coverage, kicks out, and then Vince just hits him again, and the Rock just gets to three count. Triple H wins, and this is a historic moment—the first time in the 16-year history of WrestleMania. That a heel retained his belt in the main event. Whoa. And also as well, The Rock, talking about being on fire. And I love Vince as a character, and I know he's over, blah, 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 and he's great as a heel. But The Rock, the man, should not be put down by Vince McMahon chair shots. Triple H should have finished it. Triple H should not defend his belt and, you know, upset everyone by the hand of Vince McMahon. And, yeah, we get fucking... The post match, which is even more nonsensical. It's fucking Vince and Stephanie embracing and hugging yeah. and kissing. Now, I, I'll defend the standard Russo swerve, which is the standard Russo swerve is people being aligned and then st- turning on them seemingly for no reason. But, all right, it happened at Survivor Series 98. You always have the benefit of, oh, whatever happened off camera, whatever happens behind closed doors, yeah. I can suspend my disbelief. Not five minutes ago, Vince was beating up Triple H. That's the thing. Like yeah. they've been out now, in the same area
1: for the past hour. We know they couldn't have been colluding anywhere or coming up with little schemes or anything. Like, We've seen everything.
0: It's really, really, really irritating. I as a kid, I hated this because I hated the fact that the heels won. Yeah. As a as a grown man, I hate this because it makes no fucking sense. No. Nah. You know what? Vince can turn on the rock eventually, but it shouldn't have been done here. No. Nah. You know, this is a, this is not a wrest. You don't end WrestleMania like this. It's such a downer, like horrible ending. So yeah, shit gets thrown in the ring as Vince and Stephanie hug each other. Rock then returns. Look at he looks like he like he's gonna go ape shit before Shane has a chance to embrace with Vince and Steph, which it looks like he's gonna fucking do, and yeah. I was about to explode. Uh, rock comes back in massive rock bottom to Shane to Vince. Stephanie gets a rock bottom in the people's elbow. Nice attempt to send everyone home happy. Yeah. Stephanie will finally gets to come up and blah, blah, blah. But this just doesn't make any fucking sense. Stinky end to a shitty paper. And don't get me wrong, the quality of the show is still very high going on from here. You know, the problem is with this, it felt like they had to have Vince McMahon in the heel group. That's where they wanted to go. They just... They didn't do it in the right number of steps. They didn't do it in a way that made any sense. I hate when someone returns as a big fiery baby face and then two weeks later you're meant to hate them as a heel. It's it's a cheap way of getting heat because they're trading on your excitement to see them as opposed to you being, you know, angry. angry It's just like, oh, damn it, I want him to do this. It's like, no, he's doing this instead. It's just like, you know. So... Honestly, starting this show, I've never had a show where I went in with a more biased opinion in terms of, I'm going to prove that this show is good. Because I always thought that this was a WrestleMania that got a bum rap. Mm. But that main event left a bad taste in my mouth. It wasn't a bad match, but it left a bad taste in my mouth. And it overall, was not a WrestleMania
1: main event. It was not no. a
0: WrestleMania main event. Vince McMahon locking out The Rock a couple of times with a chair is not a WrestleMania moment. No. It's a Raw moment. And again, the Attitude Era seems to struggle to have a WrestleMania, yes, alone a WrestleMania moment. Will they ever get there? Who knows? Maybe next year. We'll Maybe be next year. They've yeah. got one last chance in the Attitude Era to pull out WrestleMania. I have never heard of WrestleMania no, 17. Then, is it any good? No or? one ever talks
2: about WrestleMania no. 17. So. People,
0: people say this is a two-match show, and I think that's not fair. Like people kind of go, "Oh, you've got the ladder match, and you've got the two out of three falls triple threat match." That's kind of the way I see it. To be honest with you, it's a too much. So. Asp-
2: aspects of the main event are, are, are it is good. The it's not part, great. It's not great at all. But when it gets down to the Rock and Triple H, it's good. There's it's loads of great match. moments. It's but it's so disjointed. I, I I also think that the the hardcore battle royale is an, it's a stupid match, but it's still entertaining. Mm. Uh, the six man tag I enjoyed. Yeah, thought that was good.
0: Opening match was grand. But again, good, grand, all right. Not WrestleMania. Not WrestleMania. That's what we're talking about. And you know what? Considering you had a Royal Rumble and you had No Way Out, which were two shows that just fucking were on all cylinders, this is meant to be the biggest show of the year. Following those two shows, were realistic expectations there? No, it was probably very unrealistic. That being said, they they didn't even match the quality of their B-shows. No. And this was a massive misfire. And I think probably... One of the only true misfires of 2000. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Match of the night, MVP, Adam. Easily the triangle ladder match. Undoubtedly, that's my match
1: of the night. That was fucking outstanding. MVP is a tough one because it sort of felt like in the, in the main event picture at least, everyone was doing an alright job and no one really excelled. No one stood out really. That being said, uh, I was very impressed with The Rock at least making the effort to try and you know, get a little bit more of a Wrestlemania feel to it. Like he, You could tell The Rock was actually trying and his promo really did fucking, it was electrifying and him at the end he did like you say, he sent the crowd home happy and he still put on a
0: good display. His promo was the only moment where I got remote to feel like it was a big show or a big moment. Yeah, yeah. feeling actual excitement yeah. for the match, yeah.
1: So I'm probably just for his attempt at making WrestleMania feel a bit more like WrestleMania. I'm going to give my MVP to you
0: Rock. You know what sucks? Rock never got a chance while he was his, his proper run here as a babyface. He never got to win his main event at WrestleMania and hold up the bells. That's true, yeah. Heavy and face. for a guy like that, when you look at the likes of Hogan, Cena, you know the the Brian now Brian yeah. Savage, all the big so names cold. who've had the Punk, you know all the guys who've had that moment where it's like I'm the champion at WrestleMania holding They're up the bounce. belt yeah. as a good guy. like, And The Rock is one of the most overfaces ever. Never had that yeah, moment. Yeah, that's true. Which is insane to think about. And I think that's
2: bad. I think they need short change there. Billy, match of the night MVP. I really don't know. It's a real struggle. Um, I think match of the night for me is the triple threat between Benoit, Jericho and Angle. Mm. Not to say that none of the other matches were as good um, because the, the triangle ladder match is absolutely phenomenal. But I think... The triple threat just through its speed and ferocity by all three guys i think it just slightly takes it and mvp is even harder because i really don't think anyone in the main event deserves it and i don't think that really many people did is you know really obviously they tried but they didn't do as good a job to like if you look at the other uh, other pay-per-views, we've done. we an MVP. It's always been a standout person who's always done something well, how, amazing. Do,
0: how do you stand out when you've got fucking three other opponents and four non-wrestlers yeah. on the other so. And that's uh, that's a big fan of this pay-per-view one, which which people actually hated the show at the time. I think they will be an extreme to hate the show, but this pay-per-view definitely a case of oversaturation. Vince McMahon has this thing in his head that the McMahon family is the most captivating. How many times did he say, the McMahon's family, the most dysfunctional family on telly? Well, a million times. Like, he's obsessed with this McMahon family brand here tonight, and it hurts the fucking story. Yeah.
1: Sorry, are, are you saying all this really because you're about to vacate the MVP award? <laughs> <sort> of <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: no, like, I, I wish I could, but I've got to get to someone. <laughs> and, and generally, the two people I think that have done the best of this night, are uh, Bubba Ray Dudley mm. and Benoit. Yeah. I think are the two guys who really stole it for me. And I think, uh, I think MVP. I'm gonna have to give it to Benoit. Controversy, controversial. Like. Controversy. Get out of
1: the way with now. Yeah. But
2: Send yeah, your hate mail to. It's, uh, it's gonna happen eventually for all of us. Where? I mean,
1: Benoit's gonna be like my main grunter from now on. I think. Yeah. He's such a grumpy man. So get ready for that, folks. Oh, he's picking Benoit. Well no. He-
0: one of the few people who actually had a little moment tonight, like yeah. stepped up to the plate, had an amazing match, won a fucking belt. Like, not that much can't be said for anyone else. I'm struggling to think of an MVP. Uh, again, match tonight, I would be torn between the the two the two big ones. Mm. Um, probably just gonna inch it out and give it to um, gonna give it to the triangle ladder match mainly because they didn't give the. The, the match of the night, to that table match at the Rumble, and I thought those guys did yeah. good. Uh, I think MVP, I'm going to give it to Bubba Ray Dudley, to be honest. His intensity, his promo, I, this is a bit of a mark out session for me at the moment, but like, I thought he was, he to stand out with all the shit going around, I thought he did stand out. Mm, he yeah. felt like the only guy in that match who was a real ring general. Like, I always knew where he was in that match. There were parts of the match where I'm like, well, where's, where's Matt? Or where's that Where did Christian
1: go? Yeah. You know,
0: but no one's ever going to mix up Bubba Dudley's name. That's yeah, all I'm that's saying. True. And, you know, I think he did a fucking awesome job knowing having read interviews with him a lot of that match was probably laid out by him it went down without a fucking hitch mm. so he's my MVP that was my match tonight, and that's gonna do it for this edition of the Out of podcast thank you so much for joining us as we uh went through this bastard pay-per-view this is the Jon Snow of pay-per-views <laughs> means well some people like it but by and large it's detested by anyone I don't want no bastards around here you must be Vince McMahon's bastard Oh, a Lord Wrestlemania 2000 with your bastard son <laughs> (laughs) Thank you very much for listening again. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at AEPodcast. Give us a follow, live treating raw, having some Q&As, things like that. Go over to facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast. Give us a like. Join in on our amazing caption contests that we're doing over there. Posting funny goofs, gaffes, pictures, all the fun arts. If you've anything you want to submit, you can send it over there. Some of the stuff we're getting recently is amazing as always. It's phenomenal. And of course, if you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, make sure you subscribe, get all of our episodes directly to you, and however you get your podcast. Podcast through your media. Leave us a little old rating or review there, particularly on iTunes, it helps us out immeasurably. And thank you to everyone as well who's been spreading the word about the podcast recently. We've got a lot of word about spreading because we're hitting the, the 2000s ones. Yeah. So we thank you very, very much for that. And of course, if you do want to help back and you know help out or contribute to the podcast, help to keep this cocksucker running. If you want to help out and support us monetarily by giving us a couple of quid, and I literally mean a couple of quid, head on over to selfie.com forward slash AE podcast. Beyond the mat, audio commentary, also available. Wrestling with shadows. Here are thoughts on the Montreal screw job, Brett, and everyone's favorite terrifying person. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You hurt. Fuck off. feel nah. good. But yeah, they're all three pounds. <laughs> all available to download. It's around $5. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded them so far. Everyone seems to be enjoying them. Selfie.com forward slash AE podcast.
1: Head on over to youtube.com forward slash AE Podcast and you can find some little clips we put over there of some of our favourite
2: moments from past episodes. You can also go to our Vine account, which is at AE Podcast. We just put up little tiny throwaway spoofs and goofs. Uh, also, check out bochamania.com. We've got our stuff and things, as I say, every week. So <laughs> much to the chiggering of Adam and uh, Kevin. But uh, yeah, head over to botchermania.com, uh, post up regularly. Uh, Our various older episodes. Also, check out the latest edition of Calling Spots. Well, that's going to do it for me, Kevin. Me, Adam. And me, Billy. We're all going to eat some fucking pasta now to celebrate hitting another WrestleMania.
0: Twelve sexy pay per views lie between us and the end of the Attitude Era. Fuck!
1: That's a weird way of looking at it, yeah? Jesus! Calm down, you'll
0: be right. I got to find a job. (laughs) 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 Hashtag (laughs) ruthless (laughs) aggression. all you Batista fans <laughs> alright goodbye from me Kevin me Adam me Billy I will catch you next time on the Adam Scudero podcast
4: cause you had a oh, I got it.